Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 7, uh, excuse me, 534 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Uh, it's going to be sunny today, but a little bit cooler than it was yesterday. Maybe even a lot cooler. High of only 42. Tonight, clear, low of 22. And for tomorrow, cloudy, occasional rain in the afternoon with a high of 50. It's currently 27 degrees right now in downtown Springfield. This morning... Best-selling author El Mar got a brand new book out. She's written a bunch of things, but the brand new book is called The Family Bones. It's actually a pretty interesting story. We'll be talking to her later on today. And it's also opening day for baseball. Oh, my God. That's got to be fantastic. Anyway, there's that and other things. It's 535. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 550 in Bon Jovi with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It is uh, going to be uh, sunny with a high of 42 in tomorrow. Uh, going to be rainy with a high of 49. It's 28 right now in downtown Springfield. Somehow you still care about what's happening in Hollywood. So from Tinseltown, 3,000 miles away, it's Steve Nagel's Hollywood trash. You know, Ron Howard has always been supportive of his daughter, Bryce Dallas Howard. Would and that, you? And that support uh, once included him seeing her naked. It was during an experimental play Bryce did in college. Ron says it was, quote, a complete assault on a father's psyche. Ron says he knew there would be nudity, but he didn't realize it was, quote, full body nonstop. But check this out. Ron's father went to the show, too. He loved it. Ron says, quote, when it was over, he turned to me and said, I think that's just great. This is what college is all about. <laughs> um, not for every college student. It's not. Y- yeah, I know. That's uh, That is kind of weird. That would be a weird... I mean, you know, you get to, your child is now an adult at a school. Yeah. See, I would think, uh, and you know, I'm not an actor. It's hard for me to say this for sure. But if I were ever required to do a nude scene in a movie. Yeah. uh, One, I I don't know why a director would want me to do that. But two, I always think about the ramifications. Who's seeing this? Who in my family, what, what former... Love interests of mine are going to say, yeah, that's all it was. There is a group out of Boston who has naked stand-up comedy. Really? Yeah. No. It's, uh, I've I've never actually seen it live, but I have seen some video of uh, a couple of guys that we knew that were doing it, and it was just like, wow. Dudes that we knew? Well, uh, I'm sorry, like like the comedian, like oh, the, oh, the oh. comedians that we knew uh, back. At, like I would never, I would never have the, I don't have the uh, gonads to get up there. Listen, doing stand up can be a humiliating experience, with or without clothing. Every time it's a humiliating experience. Totally. So with no clothes on, ugh. and you want to make sure what you're, they're laughing at the right things. Yeah, you don't, you don't, you want them laughing with you, not at, at you. you. Yeah, yeah, big difference. Jennifer, uh, I'm sorry, uh, Jennifer Aniston thinks that kids today are too sensitive for friends. She says, quote, there's a whole generation of people, kids, who are now going back to episodes of Friends and find them offensive. Uh, there were things that were never intentional in others. Well, we should have thought it through, but I don't think there was a sensitivity like there is now. Jen thinks that uh, even the lost, uh, we've even lost the ability to laugh at bigots just because people can't handle the subject matter. And in a way, we've lost a good learning tool. I don't know. I haven't seen a lot of people go back and say those shows are offensive. I mean, the fact that they're living in, uh, what, New York without a single ethnic minority on the set, you know, maybe someone could 
take that the wrong way. What well, Ross dated a uh, an African American woman one time. Yeah, and an Asian woman one time. And uh, he married a lesbian too. Oh yeah, there's well, that too. She became a lesbian after she married him, but. All right. Well, then I, I stand corrected. I, I don't even Didn't know realize what, it was as diverse as. as well, well, that's what I'm saying. All that. I, I don't know what she's talking about because now the, the more we talk about the plot lines of that show, it was actually pretty groundbreaking for its time. You know, you look at a show like that and you compare it to say like, "It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia" mm-hmm. or "The Family Guy," which is always there's always some at least one offensive thing per episode. Yeah. And no one complains about those. No. That's what I mean. Uh, On New Year's Day, Jeremy Renner was run over by that 14,000-pound snowplow. Yes. Needless to say, he's still recovering. But he sat down or kind of cuddled up next to Diane Sawyer for an interview that'll air on ABC next week. All things considered, he looks and uh, sounds good. In a preview clip, Diane lists off the injuries Jeremy suffered, and it's horrifying. They include... A broken face and eye socket, eight Ugh. broken ribs in 14 different places, a broken right knee, left tibia, both ankles, collarbone, jaw, and right shoulder. But he says he feels great. His hair looks great. CGI, he, uh, I would guess. He also suffered a collapsed lung, and his liver was pierced by a rib bone. This guy is oh. so lucky to be alive. <laughs> you say that, but is he? Yeah, but I mean, it, would, he, would he have been better off? No. I mean, come I mean, on. honestly. He's recovering oh. from it. But Jeremy says, quote, I choose to survive. You're not going to kill me. No way. Wouldn't that be, like, weird? Like, you, you get through all of that, and then you accidentally drink, like, drain cleaner or something. Like, you, you step off the curb yeah, and get yeah. hit by a bus. Yeah, something stupid. Yeah, right. You survive that horrible thing. Yeah. <laughs> Like, I, I've always said to, uh, you know, Barry Krieger, because Barry's been in, like, the, that accident, uh, you know, from all that flying stuff. The hang gliding, yeah. The hang gliding. It's like, can you imagine that? You go through all of that, and you wind up choking on a chicken skin from a Costco chicken for four ninety nine, Or, like, a little bone. Yeah. Like the wishbone. Yeah, or cotton candy. You'd be the first person to choke on a piece of cotton candy. That would seem to be impossible. Well, that's what I'm getting at. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Uh, here's what uh, Keanu Reeves is pretty generous when it comes to giving gifts. You probably remember he gave uh, some of the John Wick Chapter 4 stunt crew personalized Rolex watches. Well, he also gave the entire team custom tailor-made T-shirts. Each shirt depicted the number of times the person died throughout the movie. For some of them, it was over 20 times. Wow. Uh, for a reference, one of the most demanding fight sequences involved 35 stunt performance on a step set of steps in Paris... One guy was taken out five or six times in that scene alone. Well, I'm, uh, I'm glad Keanu is going through the, you know, hey, let's get some T-shirts for all you hard workers out here. I just made $15 million. At least I can do is buy yeah. you something to wear. Here's a, here's a commemorative T-shirt for the movie. Uh, Owen Wilson had a lifetime Rolling Stones concert pass, but for only 24 hours. During an appearance on The Late Late Show Tuesday night, Owen explained what happened. He was at a show in Argentina with a friend who was close to Mick Jagger when they got the passes. Owen wandered around backstage and ended up on the stage during, accidentally, during Jumpin' Jack Flash. Then he got yelled at by workers to get off. The next morning, he got a call from Mick's security team asking him to give the pass back. Can you imagine that? We wouldn't be giving that back. Well, you can't... Uh 
they're gonna they're gonna bar yeah, you I from guess. going into the show. But uh, you imagine you get that thing's probably worth you know ten twenty thousand dollars. Yeah, and you just ruined it because you went on stage accidentally. <laughs> Owen Wilson kind of is a jerk to do something like that. Yeah, maybe. Kim Kardashian uh, shared some pics uh, yesterday on Instagram of her and a thong. Really? Yeah. She just had something to say. Oh, my God. The way, last time I wore anything this tight was when Ray J ate the peach bottoms and shipped a tube steak in the mailbox. And that sex tape you can purchase on YouPorn for thirty nine I'd hate to see the stamps. Oh, they lick them pretty good. Uh, Caitlin? I never got that done to do with your mother, Chris Kim, but we did continue movie extravaganza week. <laughs> We started with the hunt for Red October. Yes. <laughs> and then we moved on to close encounters of the turd kind. <laughs> what else did you see? And we wrapped it up by seeing, will he bunk you in the chocolate factory? <laughs> <laughs> you, sir, get nothing. You stole fuzzy lifting drinks. <laughs> And that's your Hollywood trash on Rock 102. Ah! Mr. Clean, Mr. Clean. This is View from the Couch, brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, with Scott's four-step, four easy steps to an awesome lawn. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Well, folks, here it is. Opening day at fan-friendly Fenway Park as the previously last-place Boston Red Sox take on the previously next-to-last-place Baltimore Orioles. Of course... At the moment, neither one of these teams is looking at last place. Mathematical elimination is still a few weeks away. But what an afternoon of baseball excitement. Are you kidding me? The history, the pageantry, the 40-mile-an-hour winds. I mean, whipping through the bleachers all afternoon. Who wouldn't want to be at Fenway Park today? I mean, other than me and the guy that gave his opening day tickets to Steve. Today is going to be a glorious afternoon. You'll have fresh hot dogs steaming in their freshly thawed juices. You'll have beer served in convenient recyclable cups that will be keeping the beer to slightly below the outdoor air temperature. You'll have the 104th fighter wing out of Barnes doing a flyover and immediately heading back to Westfield to avoid having to pay outrageous sums of cash to park. And then you'll have Springfield native Michelle Brooks Thomas singing the national anthem. So between her, the 104th fighter wing, and Steve Nagel, it might as well be Springfield Day in Boston to help you forget the blistering cold and the long walk back to your car. Now, if you're planning on going to Fenway this afternoon, you should know there are some new bag restrictions this year, meaning that backpacks, backpack-style purses, duffel bags, and multi-compartment bags are no longer permitted within the park. Only diaper bags, bags holding medical equipment, and single compartment bags that are 12 by 12 by 6 inches are allowed. That means you're going to have to be creative. How you smuggle in your flask of schnapps, your edibles, or your space heaters into the game. I think what I'm trying to say is prepare yourself before you leave. Bundle up and don't be the jackass who doesn't think that the new rules apply to you. They do, and that's why they're the new rules. In the meantime, go socks. But hey, enough of my yapping. Sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Can you count to four? Me too. As in Scott's Four Step. It's almost time for step one. Head over to Rocky's, get Scott's Four Step annual lawn care program. Only 100 bucks. Instant savings with your Ace Rewards card. No rebate nom- nonsense. Just step it up at Scott's Four Step and Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. So that's my view from the couch. Rock 102. Spring.
It's summer again up in Boston The Red Sox are playing today And once that first ball has been tossed in Another game gets underway Rock 102 Springfield Classic Rock It's 6-12 And Bax and Nagel and Rock 102 And uh, it's going to be a lovely, lovely 40 degrees at Fenway Park With a wind chill of 24 I saw the uh, forecast where yeah. it's calling calling for uh, like forty mile hour gusts of wind, yeah, whipping through the bleachers of fan friendly Fenway uh, Park on Rock Auto Two. Oh, look at you, Mr. Postman! You're gonna be singing "Sweet Caroline." No, you're no. gonna be singing uh, "Centerfield" by yeah. John Fogarty. You're gonna be doing all kinds of things today. A centerfield I can deal with. This piece of crap. What are you talking about? It's a classic. Was in the spring, and spring became the summer. It'll be coming along. It's not gonna be warm. I'm gonna freeze my balls off. Wind chills of 24 degrees. These hot dogs are frozen. Touching me. Touching you Sweet Caroline I can't feel my face I chipped the tooth on this cup of beer So cold, so So cold, cold, so cold Oh boy, yeah, it is gonna be uh, it is gonna be freezing out there today. As you know, I told you the other day I won. Well, you everybody here knew, but uh, I'm telling the listener yeah. that uh, I won tickets through our our company for opening day tickets. Well, you were actually the second in line because the guy that actually won decided uh, he didn't want the tickets, which makes me think. Well, then why did you even put your name into it if you weren't gonna do it? And you know, I guess I guess what happened is he won. And then he immediately looked at the weather yeah. forecast and said, the, He's like, the hell, I'm going out there. There ain't no freaking way I'm going to Fenway at 24-degree wind chills. Uh, you know what? I'm, I am looking forward to, to go. My, my, my kid is here. She, she's going to go with, uh, with me, and, uh, and, and we'll have a good time. You know, these are the kind of indelible memories yeah. from a father and daughter that will last a lifetime. And uh, the thing that she will remember yeah. is I'll never forget the day that my dad took me to the coldest place yeah. on earth to watch a baseball game. You know, uh, that's true, because when I was like eight or nine, I remember my dad taking my brother and I out on a deep sea fishing trip off the coast of New Jersey. Mm-hmm. And the only thing I remember of it was how cold and rainy it was and yeah. how much the boat was knocking me back. I don't remember catching a fish at all or even dropping a line in the water. I just remember being knocked around the boat. I remember uh, my dad and I going to you know, a couple of uh, you know, sporting events. Like, you know, uh, we went to see the Harlem Globetrotters one year. And as a kid, right. you think, well, this is the greatest form of entertainment that well, I've ever possibly seen. Hey, like, still, it's still a good show. It's a great show. Yeah. I mean, look at, look at the way that guy threw a bucket of confetti at the referee. Hilarious. Uh, to yeah. this day, that's great, uh, great entertainment. We used to go to uh, Providence College basketball games from time to time. And there was one time my dad and I uh, went to go see a Patriots game. Uh, in Foxborough, and they were playing the Baltimore Colts. That's how far back that goes. 
And uh, we were sitting there enjoying the game and probably watched about seven different fist fights from different fans oh, all around us. See, you don't even need to, to watch the game. You have more entertainment in the stands. Steve, I couldn't even tell you who won the game. All I can tell you is we were like surrounded by fist fights, and that's all I remember. Ah, well, that sounds like a good father-son time, uh, watching people get bloodied in the face. You're going to have the same experience today. There's going to be someone uh, you know, throwing fists around and using a lot these, of profanities. These are the tickets we uh, we usually you know uh, offer up for contesting and yes. stuff like that. So they're pretty good seats. They're great seats. And um, and I'm just kind of wondering, <laughs> like, I don't really see you don't really see that kind of behavior there. More of that behavior Ooh. is up in the mm. the cheap seats. Yeah, but you know, uh, occasionally you do, and on occasionally a big, on do. a big day like today, opening day. Yeah, where I mean, what time does the cask and flagon open today? It's eight, pro- probably eight o'clock. Eight o'clock in the morning. Yeah, and uh, opening pitch is what two ish. Yeah. So yeah, I, you can get a lot of day drinking done at the cask and flagon or Jillian's long before you even get to the park. I uh, I, I reached out to uh, our good pal Fitzy the other day. Yes. And I said, uh, hey, and he, he's going to be doing some TV filming up there uh, awesome. this afternoon, so hopefully I can go bug him and, and do that. And uh, I said, hey, uh, you know, you're a guy, you're a Fenway guy. What's what's a good place to have lunch around there and not like the cask and flag and all that stuff? Right. And he's like, uh, oh, this Fenway Johnny's is the best. And he's telling me how great it is. Doesn't open till four o'clock in the afternoon. That's not a helping anybody. Why? You think they would be open early on opening day? Well, is he or thi- when you have a, a game that's is he thinking you're, you're going to go there after the game? No, I said for lunch. Lunch isn't four p.m. Okay, Fenway Johnny's, huh? Yeah, I have. Uh, I've not been there. Well, but- it's not open, and I'm not going either. So I'm going to have to stick with. I'm just going to stick with the uh, the. Greasy hot dog or the steamed hot dog. Yeah, the steamed. Listen, the the Fenway Frank is an institution. Yeah. I mean, it, it tastes like a stale hot dog yeah. because primarily it it is. Many of those hot dogs have been soaking in those juices since Don Zimmer was the manager. All right, but uh, you know, there's other there's other great choices around the park. Wasn't that? I mean, what was it? Fifteen years ago, Don Zimmer was the manager there. No, no, he was a manager in the seventies. Oh, Don Zimmer, fifteen years ago, got in a fight with. Uh, Pedro, Pedro Martinez. Martinez, right? Yeah, yeah I remember that because he had it coming. Yeah, uh, I'm just uh, I'm going to do this whole uh, bet thing. Oh, you are you really going to do yeah, it today? Yeah, and uh, I need your help doing it. Okay, oh, okay. I'm going to put twenty dollars down on a game. You ready? Yes. All right. So uh, let's see. Uh, one game parlay for the Baltimore Orioles at the Red Sox. All right. Let's try. All right, who's gonna who's gonna win the game? I'm gonna say it'll be uh, the Red Sox. I would say it's the Red Sox too. You're on uh, you're on home turf. Yes. Right. Well, you're on home turf. Uh, you know, Kluber's pitching today. He's pretty good. Uh, you know, I think it's uh, I think today's a, a a good day to win. All right. Let's see. Uh, all right. This is I I did this this morning, but I'm just trying to see if you agree with me. Okay. Okay. All right. So. You know what? I can't. It, things keeps crashing every time I click on it, so well, I don't know what it is. Because of our uh, inferior Wi-Fi oh, down here. Oh yeah, it's uh, it's great. All right, here's the uh, here's the uh, so Boston for the win. Yep. Uh, money line is on Boston, right? That's the money line. It's the one for the Boston for the win, and okay. then the winning margin. Orioles by one, Red Sox by one, 
Orioles by two, Red Sox by two. You, you got to go back and forth. So you said the Red Sox, so it was going to be by one, by two, by three. I'm going to say by two. All right, we're going to do that. Now, I have no real scientific reason for saying that, but I'm going to say two. Will there be a run in the first inning? Mm, boy, that's a crapshoot. Well, I'm going to say uh, no. I'm going to say yes, but okay. I'm taking your advice on this, so I'm going to blame you. Well, no, 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 no. Don't, yeah. don't, 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 yeah. don't. I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. I'll uh, be, and, and I'm telling you this. So when you come back tomorrow and you lose your shirt, don't get angry at me. I'm telling you in yeah. advance. Um, my uh, <laughs> my predictions are garbage. I think you're going to get a run in the first inning. And I think somebody's going to hit a home run. I don't think the Red Sox are going to get a run all season long. That's, oh, come that's on, how, that's how I'm thinking See, they're going to play. See, this is where you, you need to you, you need to uh, look positively. Now, okay. now, now that we're in sports gaming world, I don't care what team I'm for. I just want to go for the team that wins the bet that <laughs> your, I place. Your favorite, your favorite team changes from day to day. That's right. It will now with these uh, with these parlays and uh, which team will be. Dis- which team will score the second run of the game? I am going to say it will be the Red Sox. Okay. okay. I, will, I will put that down. $20 gets us $35 for the parlay. Gets? What do you mean us? Do you mean like well, we? Well, gets me $35. Okay. I'm All putting right. the $20 down. And All right. then, uh, you can do your own on your own little app. Oh, of course. You but, but what you're saying is if yeah. I if you win, I, I get nothing. And if you lose... I get, if, I get we the lose, blame. You get the blame. Oh, well, then that's totally reasonable. And then I'm going to jack you for the money upstairs. We didn't shake on anything. Yeah, we did. You did? Yeah. When? With our eyes. We Jesus. shook with our eyes. I looked at you, and then your left eye went up and down, and mine went up and down. And no, that's I got how a sigh. It's pulp. It's pulp from the grapefruit. <laughs> pulp flies, baby. <laughs> it does. But uh, I'm saying I'm going to blame you if I don't win. Now, has your your daughter been to Fenway before, or is this the first her uh, first time? Yeah, yeah. She's like, oh, we get to go to that giant toilet again. Yeah, I love that. Dad, come on, let's go. So this is her first time. Yes, this I is her see. First yeah, time. Yeah, you're yeah. talking about Just you're talking about Yankee Stadium. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Anyway, well, you're going to have a great time. I think we're going to have a wonderful time. Yeah. And, uh, 104th and Fighter Wing is going to be there today. It's going to be awesome. Who's uh, doing the national anthem? Springfield's very own yeah. uh, uh, Michelle Brooks Thomas. Oh, very cool. Yeah, it's going to be that. like Springfield Day between the 104th Fighter Wing, her and you. Where it began. I can't begin to know how to get so freaking cold. We thought it was spring. Wasn't the spring. But really is still winter. And spring became the summer. Not quite. Who'd have believed it'd be so cold? Hands freezing Frost bit hands. hands. Can't reach out. Reaching out. Touching fingertips. Are gangrene. Sweet windshield game. It's we really six, butchered that one. Up that's there. all right. 624 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Is today national? 26 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It is uh, going to be uh, cold today. 
go to Fenway Park. It's going to be freezing colder cold. there. It's going to be uh, 41 degrees for a high uh, and a wind chill uh, not so great. Uh, high, of, uh, It's 34 right now in downtown Springfield. I would uh, like to take this moment to uh, just do a little bit of a self-congratulatory self-promotion, if that's okay with you. Uh, when have you not done that? Well, I mean, I try to, you know, I try to, uh, you know, meet it out right. at a slower pace. But meet, M-E-A-T. Go ahead. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Baxi's musical podcast this week has been my guest, uh, Mike Peters from The Alarm. Really cool interview. A guy who has survived cancer three times, including last fall, last September, when he was very, very sick with the reoccurrence of leukemia and pneumonia. He survived it, recorded an album, which is outstanding, and then he's going to be uh, touring uh, uh, very, very soon. You can check out that interview on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, and on rock102.com. Next week, a very special metal episode of Baxi's Musical Podcast. My guest is uh, Mike Wilton from uh, from Queensryche. They got a brand new record out. It's also very good. We'll be talking to him on Monday on the podcast on rock102.com. All right, are you ready to laugh? Yeah, now I am. All right, here we go. It's Baxi Nagel's joke of the day. I'm funny how? I mean, funny like I'm a clown, I amuse you. On Rock 102. I make you laugh? Springfield's <laughs> classic rock. There's two cows chatting in a field. Okay. Talking cows. Cow chat. Here's your suspense of disbelief for this joke, okay? Okay. Uh, One says to the other, have you heard about the mad cow disease that's going around? And the other one says, yes, it makes me happy I'm a penguin. Whoa! (laughs) Yeah, because he got mad cow disease. (laughs) He doesn't realize that he's he's a cow. Yeah, Bax and Nagel in the morning on Rock 102, Springfield's classic rock. It's time for news. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Uh, thanks, Bax. Uh, I, just, uh, I just lost this. I'm sorry. Uh, you want right. to start no, all over again? No, I, you can do it again. Go ahead. Yeah. All right, ready? Well, I have to go, uh, I have to go find that all little right. thing. You don't have to. Find no, it. I mean, I want to do it. I mean, I really want to. I want to do this right. <sighs> I want to do this right by you. You ready? Yeah. Okay. Uh no, that's. Uh, it's time for news. Everyone has oh, a project they want. What do you uh, see? You screwed it up the second time. Anyway, it's time for news. Here's Steve Nagel. Well, we go into a horrible story, so I don't. You know, I'm trying not to be funny about this because this is not fun at all. Two people died in an early morning house fire in East Springfield. Uh, this morning, according to Springfield Fire Captain Drew Pimonti, uh, there are two confirmed fatalities in the fire at 126 East Street. Additional details about the victims were not immediately available. A dog was also killed in the fire, Pimonti said. The fire was reported around 2.30 at the single two-story family home not far from the Chicopee City line. The arson and bomb squad is investigating the cause of this fire. Uh, two people died in an, uh, that's the same story. Apologize. A driver struck a utility pole in Springfield's East Forest Park neighborhood early this morning. The 22 News crew could see a sheared pole located at Sumner Avenue, Ronclo Street, uh, being supported only by its wires at about 1 a.m. A sign for a PVTA bus stop was also knocked down in the crash. Yeah, see, nobody's going to know how to stop with the bus. They'll figure it out. There is uh, no official word on injuries at this time. Uh, Springfield Police Captain Richard LaBelle said that officers have been unable to locate the driver, which usually means they have fled the scene. Uh, yeah, typically speaking, that's a good uh, a good call. Springfield police uh, identified and stopped the major illegal dumping of about 500 tires on Wednesday. 
The investigation first started on March 15th when the city's Clean City Initiative noticed a trend of vast amount of tires being dumped at seven different locations in Springfield. The locations were on Harvey Street, Caldwell Drive, Morris Street, King Street, Windsor Street, and Liberty Street. According to the uh, city, in over to- over 485 tires were dumped by the suspect. During two weeks of investigation, the Springfield police were on the lookout for who could be doing the illegal dumping. Eventually, the Springfield police were led to a person of interest after reviewing video f- footage of the suspect also dumping at Bondi's Island. Rafael Rivera Vasquez is uh, charged with eight criminal counts of illegal dumping across the city. He also uh, was recently arrested on the 0100 block uh, for operating a motor vehicle without a license and uh, motor other motor vehicle violations. Now, um, I'm just asking because uh, you know, I've uh, found myself in similar situations where I've amassed hundreds of uh, of tires, uh, steel belted radials, white yeah. walls, uh, you, know, you know, good tires. I probably have uh, at least 500 in the garage now, and I've never been able to figure out where to dump them. Are you telling me that Springfield is no longer a good place to be dumping my tires? No, you can't do that here. Because now they're on the lookout. Everyone's all sensitive about where you leave your your uh, discarded tires. Even uh, Sarno stated, simply put, tremendous work by our brave and dedicated Springfield Police Department. Special thanks to a shout-out to the Clean City team who noticed this wasn't an isolated incident, but a habitual f- offender that was illegally dumping tires in our city. And open a, to open a used tire store. Over 500 tires. He's, he could be the spokesman for the next tire uh, place. <laughs> Springfield Tires, everything must go. Name brands at discount prices. All of them are free. You know what the difference between uh, a, 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 a good tire and a box of rubbers? <laughs> one's a good year. The other one's a great year. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> We're going to remain vigilant to ensure everyone understands illegal dumping ain't going to be tolerated in the city of Springfield. Bada bing, bada boom, God bless Dom Sarno. You imagine name brands at discount prices. Mayor yeah. Dom yeah, Dom Mayor Tires. Dom Dom Tires. It's Dom Dom's Tire Outlet. Take this dingbat with you while you're grabbing a steel belt radial. Now, uh, not for nothing. Uh, like one of these streets is Harvey Street, right? Yeah. So that's the street, that's the cut through between Boston Road and I think uh, Berkshire <laughs> Avenue. Yeah. Okay. That's a pretty busy area. If you were gonna dump tires illegally, wouldn't you want to? Wouldn't you want to do it in some place that no one's gonna notice? Well, I mean, like, wouldn't you dump them and say, like, uh, I don't know, uh, let's say uh, Hubbard Park, and I'm just throwing a name out there: Hubbard Park, Blunt Park, Greenleaf, whatever. You know, at a park, no yeah. one's gonna see you dump tires in a park. Or you just say, listen, I dumped 400 tires in a park for football uh, drills. Yeah. Well, yeah, so the kids can run through the tires. See, we could repurpose all of these things. You could. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to look at this neighborhood where, uh, so like King Street, that's another like cut through neighborhood. Okay. From, uh, what is it? Walnut to Hancock Street. It's kind of like <laughs> Walnut. Walnut. Um, but yeah, these are all like private little properties that he was dumping stuff at. Yeah, that seems uh, that seems uh, not right to me. Well, uh, listen, when you're trying to get, I want to know what he was doing. Like, where was he getting all these tires from? We don't have any evidence that these uh, tires were gotten by ill-gotten reasons, right? I mean, you know, if he stole these tires or. 
you know, he won them in a bet or, you know. Well, that's the thing. It's like, I don't know. Um, I mean, it could be like a, like a, like a garage, like somebody, it's time to clean out the garage from like a, like a, like a right. mechanics place or something. And you have all these old tires in there because the, you have to pay to get rid of those. That's why, that's why they're being illegally dumped. And I would imagine after a certain period of time, you know, they say, listen, these tires are a little worse for wear. Why don't we find a place to, uh, a way to get rid of them? And this guy took it upon himself to dump it all over town. Sure, man. Let's just drop them off in somebody's front yard. Nobody will even notice. <laughs> Come on, dude. Uh, a Holyoke man was arrested in Springfield Tuesday in connection with a stabbing at a an armed robbery at a uh, Duncan. According to Ryan Walsh, officers were called to the Duncan on Main Street around 11 a.m., For a report of a woman being stabbed, members of the Crime uh, Analyst in Real-Time Analysis Center, or RTAC, were able to locate a man walking down the street that matched the description of the suspect. Hamden County Sheriff's deputies found the suspect identified as 34-year-old Juan Rivera of Holyoke. Ooh, look at that. That's coming up at you. Well, that was uh, actually my Duncan I was uh, drinking out of uh, when I was telling the story. Uh, And Springfield officers reached a search Rivera and found two knives in his possession. He was then arrested. Uh, he was then charged with the following armed robbery, assault and battery with a dangerous weapon, serious bodily injury, and the victim of the stabbing was taken to base state, but is expected to be okay. Oh, good. Uh, five planets in our solar system aligned last night, and if you missed it, you'll be able to catch it for the next few days. Oh, good. The 22 News Storm Team uh, detailed how this space phenomenon is in the sky. Uh, five planets in our solar system aligned to make for a pretty cool view in the night sky. These planets included Mercury, Venus, Mars, Jupiter, and Uranus. <laughs> Jupiter. Yeah, Jupiter. Yeah. If you weren't able to see it on Tuesday, you'll be able to see it for the next few days. Some tips uh, to help you see this phenomenon are wait till the sun is fully down and, and it is completely dark. Really? Is that how you see into the night sky by waiting for the sun to go down? Uh, well, I find uh, that the sun tends to illuminate the entire sky. You just got to get that out of the way, and then you'll be okay. Yeah. So I got this uh, this app, right? This uh, What is it called? It's called uh, Sky View Light. Yeah, I got one of them, too. Yeah, and, uh, you know, it. I mean, I don't know. It's, it's like a GPS-controlled uh, thing where it shows you where all the planets and stars are. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I've got this, but, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's kind of cool to see where all these things may be. And you're telling me that five planets are all lined up in a row. Yeah. That's, uh, that's unbelievable. How these things, uh, how these things work out. I wish I knew more about space. I don't really want to know more about space, but I just know that you know you don't really have to tell anybody if you want to see what the stars look at night. I mean, you could probably use a telescope to see into space. I'd much rather use day. the phone that uses uh, animation to show me where I am in the universe. But the idea of telling us that, uh, hey, you know, wait till the sun goes down, then you'll really see a show. <laughs> Uh, Massachusetts Governor Maura Healey signs uh, HB 58 into law. You know what that is? Uh, One better than HB 57? That's right. Extends cocktails to go for one year, supporting local businesses and customers. Cocktails to go have become a regular part of takeout dining in Massachusetts, and consumers and businesses have become accustomed to this convenient option, said Andy Delani, Senior Vice President and Head of uh, State Public Policy at Discus. We applaud uh, Governor Healy for signing legislation to ensure local businesses and consumers can have at least one more year to offer cocktails to go. Why one year? 
Because they'll assess it uh, one year later, and it'll be struck down by someone who's got a real problem with uh, your booze being delivered to your house. Yeah, but remember for years you couldn't buy beer on Sundays in Massachusetts in a package store. You could buy it at a bar, but you couldn't buy it at a package store. That eventually changed and then just became law after that, going, okay, well, now you can open on the weekends and you're, you can open on yeah, but you know, that was a That was a very controversial decision at the time. Yeah. And and not just controversial from, you know, like certain, you know, uh, political groups. You know, it, it was also controversial. There were a lot of liquor store owners that didn't want to be open on Sunday. Yeah, because who wants to work on a Sunday? Well, that's that's the thing. Yeah. You got to pay. You know, sometimes you got to pay extra to get somebody to work on a on a Sunday. And the last thing you want to do is take you know, your one day off and be in the store all day. I just uh, you know find those laws to be weird because if you're worried about, I mean, I can understand people worried about uh, you know inebriated driving, you know, drunk driving and things right. like that. But when you're like holding back something from somebody and an addict. That addict is going to get drunk no matter what. So whether the bar is open on a Sunday and the package store is not closed, somebody's going to go in there and get hammered. You know, you know that's what I don't understand these hours. Like why do they have specific hours? Yeah, I don't. I don't really stuff know. Is available. It, it always seemed kind of weird to me. It's like you know, if you were like, because you had to, you had to plan ahead on a Saturday. Uh, on a Saturday, let's say you were going to have like a like a football party at your house on Sunday. <laughs> you better damn well be sure you bought enough booze on Saturday. To make sure you got enough for Saturday and Sunday. Yeah. Now you can just do it five minutes before the game starts. Right? How convenient is that? See? We've progressed as as human beings. I got no problem with that. Uh, your Pioneer Valley forecast is going to be uh, sunny today with a high of 42. Tomorrow, rainy with a high of 49. It is 28 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Oh, yeah. GG. It's classic rock. It's coming up on 649 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's going to be uh, sunny with a high of 42 today and tomorrow rainy with a high of 49. It is 28 right now in downtown Springfield. Uh, Rock 102 wants to help you get uh, cracking on uh, a product, uh, a project around your home. Uh, pick your project. Brought to you by Dave Miner Exterior Home Improvements. People can sign up starting next week. You could win $3,000 in cash, which you could use for things like uh, uh, putting some relaxation in your summer with 21st century pools and spas, uh, designing and inst- installing secure and stylish perimeters from Valley Fence, shopping for kitchen and bath fixtures from Bay State Plumbing and Heating Supply, water pumps and water filtration systems from Aquapump, and updating your and maintaining your HVAC system with integrity heating and cooling. All you got to do is wait until uh, April 3rd. What is that? Monday? Uh, to go to rock102.com, and maybe uh, you'll win $3,000. One winner chosen at random. It's Pick Your Project, brought to you by Dave Miner Exterior Home Improvements. Visit them at daveminerroofing.com and Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. Uh, I got a couple of different things here to talk about if you want to delve into them. Yeah, I got nothing going on. One of the, uh, the first one I, I have here, uh, there was a map I saw online yesterday. Parts of the country where self-service gas pumping is illegal. Now we know, like the state of New Jersey, it's completely illegal to uh, to pump your own gas. Right. But uh, the other, where was it? Um, Oregon has it, but only in counties with a population over forty thousand. So if the county has a population of over forty thousand people, all gas stations are required to have somebody pump the gas for the customer. Hmm. Which I don't understand. That. I don't understand that either. These are these stupid laws we were talking about, uh, you know, a couple of minutes ago. And then the other one is uh, Weymouth, Mass. 
Weymouth? Weymouth has an ordinance that you cannot pump your own gasoline in Weymouth. And I don't know why it's like that. And I looked it up last night. It's absolutely true. You cannot pump your own gas in Weymouth. Why? I don't know. It's part of, a, It's a, like I said, it's a town ordinance. You know, I was a, a, a youngster, uh, just a child. And my, uh, you always sit in the back seat in a car seat mm-hmm. or, you know, strapped in with, uh, with a seatbelt. There was a time when every gas station had a gas attendant. Yeah. They come to your car. What can I do for you, sir? And you say, oh, fill it up with uh, with heavy leaded gas, please. And then yeah. he'd fill up uh, your, your gas tank. And uh, and I always thought, man, wouldn't it be so cool to be able to pump your own gas in your car? Yeah. Yeah, I thought that would be awesome. And they go to, up to the, uh, the the window again. Uh, would you like me to check your oil, sir? And they go under the yeah. hood and they check the oil. And, of course, you know, they charge you like uh, up to 15 cents for a quart of oil. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then finally... They all go away. Like that job ceases to exist. And now every slob in the world is doing it. And when people started to pump their gas for the very first time, they were confused and and bewildered about how this process that they've been watching people do for years, how this works. How do you do this by yourself? And now you go to New Jersey and they got the guy, you know, pumping the gas for you. It almost seems like it's an inconvenience for you. It's like, I know how to pump my own gas. What do you? What do I look like a moron? I think it should be uh, like like any other. You know, when you go into a grocery store now, they either have the self checkout line or the regular person. Yeah, you should be able to choose. You can either pump the gas yourself, or you can have some dude pump it for you over here. But obviously, the line's going to be longer over here while you're waiting for the guy to pump it, as opposed to you just take care of this yourself. I kind of like the convenience. Yeah. Of sitting in my own car. Yeah. And having somebody else. There, do that in the cold there's a place in westfield that does it yeah and i stop there all the time because it's i don't if it's cold or rainy out uh i'd rather let the guy get wet oh um, yeah. totally yeah totally yeah it's like it's like a like it's really like really raw windy day you know it could be like in the 30s or 40s and it's just it's just so it just gets right into your your skin yeah it's like yeah. Uh, i don't want to get out of my car to no, do this no no why would you want to get out yeah of your car to do just that? but well, I'd like to go back to a simpler time. Uh, my brother, when he was a teenager, he uh, worked um, at a gas station. He was a petroleum distributor. That's what he called himself. I see. He was a gas pumper. And he would tell me uh, eventually, years down the road, all the little secrets that they used to do to screw people that came in to do the full service feature. You'd get the He, he was taught by this coworker going, oh, look, man, you just tell them that uh, they, they're down a quart of oil. And then they'll ask a quart for a quart of oil, and you already have an empty bottle, so you put it in the engine looking like you're filling the oil, and you're really not, and you're actually getting the money. And you do that all day long, and you can get yourself an extra five or six bucks for the rest of the day. They would do Back that? Back then, oil was like, you know, you could get a, a thing of oil for 50 cents. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's what they would do. Well, that's kind of a scummy thing, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. it was a real scummy thing to do. It's kind of like going to a bar to find out they're gaffing the bottles. I also uh, recently found uh, the tiger tail. Remember that Exxon had the tiger tail? Do you have a yes. tiger in your tank? Yeah. And then people were putting it on the outside of their... Right. It was it was like an elastic thing at the end of this furry tail Goes around thing. the gas cap, right? Yeah. I was like, we should bring this back. <laughs> now you're going to set a rubber testicles hanging out of your, uh, your, yeah. your trailer hitch. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, thanks to Exxon... 
we had uh, we had blackened fish up in the uh, up in the <laughs> Bering, up in the Bering Strait for a while. <laughs> it's uh, just about six fifty-five with Bax and Nagel on Rock One Hundred Two. This is View from the Couch, brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware with Scott's Four Step Four Easy Steps to an Awesome Lawn. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you, folks? Remember earlier this week when. Many of you were excited for a whole 24 hours about the idea of having the Patriots willing to make a trade for Baltimore Ravens quarterback Lamar Jackson. And you remember being consumed with thoughts of a Patriots offense being guided by one of the best physical athletes in football? And you remember feeling some long-forgotten emotions like excitement, anticipation, and something known as optimism. Well, I hate to be the guy that destroys that for you, but according to reports, the Patriots have announced that despite Meek Mill informing Mr. Kraft how much Lamar Jackson would love to play in New England, they have decided not to pursue Lamar Jackson. Instead, the Patriots have chosen things like hesitation, resignation, and a lack of enthusiasm for making trades that might possibly improve the team prospects. Why? I don't really know. Personally, I think the idea of having one of the most productive and physically gifted quarterbacks in football on your roster would be a rather compelling option. Instead, they'd much rather enjoy the mediocrity that they built up from last season. But don't be mistaken, yesterday Bill Belichick assured the press that the Patriots won't be resting on past laurels. According to Bill, we have never operated that way, and we aren't now. That's a slightly different tone than earlier this week when Bill suggested that the Patriots fans should be optimistic simply because of what the team has done for the last 25 years. Well, that was wrong. Because right now, Bill Belichick is moving forward. Not moving forward enough to make a trade for a star quarterback who's shown interest in playing for you, but enough to suggest that they might stumble across something on April 27th during the NFL draft. I'm not particularly confident about that approach, but that's mostly because I've seen how Bill Belichick has drafted guys over the last 25 years, and it ain't always good. But give me Lamar Jackson for Mac Jones and your first-round draft pick, and I'd make that deal every day of the week. Oh, sure, they'll listen to uh, Meek Mill about something like that, but does anyone think they consult me? No, they do not, and I just don't really understand why. But hey, end of my yappin' sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. You know what Nikki likes? Color. Nikki's creative with color. That's why Nikki works in the paint department at the East Lawn Meadow Rockies. See Nikki for painting for your painting project. Good people, rock solid service at every Rocky's Ace Hardware, and they're always looking for one more. Apply today at Rockies.com. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102, Springfield's classic. Classic rock at 708. And Def Leppard with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. It is going to be uh, sunny and cold today with a high of 41 and a wind chill factor of like 24. And I, I just stepped outside before and I'm like, man, this is this is great baseball weather. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's, a, great, it's a great day to be out of Fen, friendly Fenway. Of course, uh, there's going to be 40 mile an hour winds whipping around there. So it's going to, while it may be 40 degrees... It's going to feel like zero degrees. Uh, I guess uh, I don't have to worry. I guess a Fenway hot dog is more like a cold dog. Right? Yeah, you're going to chip your tooth on one of those things. Yeah. Yeah. yeah be yeah. careful. Frank's got, uh, Fenway Frank's got fought frostbite. Author <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> uh, uh, L. Mar has written a number of books that have been uh, top sellers on Amazon. Books like uh, Strangers That We Know, uh, Lies We Bury, and Missing The Missing Sister. she got a brand new book out now called The Family Bones, and she's on the phone with us uh, right now. Uh, Elmar, congratulations on the uh, the new book, Family Bones. Uh, this is one of those. Uh, it's a it, I, it's a true crime 
thriller. It's a uh, psychological. Yeah, how, how, would, how would you describe it, Al? <laughs> no, actually, <laughs> I, what I really like to do, Al, is rewrite it for you. Just yeah, yeah. <laughs> see how that works out for Please. you. It would make my job so much easier, right? right. <laughs> it's uh, yeah, it is a psychological thriller. Thanks for having me, by the way. I'm excited to chat about it. It's uh, it's a I describe it as a locked room thriller where a family reunion of psychopaths goes horribly wrong. Who'd have thunk, right? Yeah, right. Right. I throw in a exactly. I throw in a true crime podcaster who obsesses over cold cases that the media miss, and I'm hoping it's a compelling read. So what what inspired this story to come about from the family bones? Yeah, it was in my previous research for my other books that I learned how little we know about psychopathy, or rather the origins of psychopathy. There are some theories that uh, it's, um, or rather there's no genetic markers for it, and there are some theories that it runs in families. And so I thought, wow, what if that actually did appear in one family across several generations? And then, hmm, what if we put them in a secluded mountain resort in Oregon? And saw what happened. <laughs> and, then, and then you blame the person who put this party together. Exactly, you, apparently. <laughs> My new writer. <laughs> so, so really what you're trying to tell us is you have a really dark imagination is what you're, what you're saying. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to tell you that I had unfettered access to cable TV as a child. Yeah, well, that's, see, that's the that's almost the worst thing you could do to a youngster. But but but, you, but you're a fan of true true crime podcasts, right? Absolutely. I think true crime podcasts are the next wave in in both entertainment and uh, you know amateur efforts for good. It's a, a really interesting phenomenon that's kind of everywhere. Yeah, and, and and you've taught psychology abroad as well. So so what is it about the true crime thing that everybody just like wants to be involved in a story so much? I think it's about trying to understand the incomprehensible, trying to make sense of something that has absolutely no logic when you look at the human cost. So, um, and, and I also think that we as a society like to role play. We like to see what um, what we might do in that situation to theorize for ourselves. This is uh, Elmar, the author of uh, of Family Bones. You know, when you your book in in, the, in particular, I mean, you kind of touched on it a little bit about you know nature or or nurture when it comes to mental illness and how it uh, you know how it uh, germinates. I mean, after researching this and and writing about it uh, you know over the over the years what's what's your take about you know where these things are, are beginning in families yeah i do think it's a it's a strong debate and tug of war between nature and nurture because it is so unclear and so down to the individual as well i'm a, i'm a fan of both i um argue for both there's um certainly evidence that shows both genetics are a factor and also environment is a huge um uh, predictor of what that person will be like later on as an adult. Um, so it's a little bit of both. What I've, what I've been following as of late is that that Murdaugh trial, uh, and, and obviously yeah. it's it's over now. But there's still more to come from that. Uh, can you speak to any of that? Have you have you have you uh, immersed yourself in that uh, particular case yet? You know, I have followed that um, over the last year or so, and I um, I'm struck by the environment of that family and the fact that they were so powerful in a, in, a, um, in their community uh, across generations. And I think that's an example of definitely um, not only nature versus nurture in terms of uh, how an adult comes to view themselves in the world um, when they're put in a position of power like that in the community, but also um, it just speaks to 
we're all kind of uh, making this up as we go along. Mm-hmm. And I think much like my family, uh, the Ericsons and the family Bones, um, we're taking our cues from the people before us and intergenerational trauma um, and traditions are real. They really affect us and how we move forward and how we affect the next generation. I think you're actually uh, you're, you're you're right on with with this, and, and that it is a a mixed bag of things. Yeah, you know, in like the Murdoff for family, for example, you're talking about uh, you know this kind of systemic family narcissism that goes on for many years, a very power hungry uh, you know situation for generations, and all of a sudden. You know, you're creating an environment to raise kids, and is it any wonder that they've learned certain things in that environment that it allows their mind to think this is perfectly acceptable behavior? I mean, there's there's something exactly. very, something very you know deeply profoundly disturbing about that. But you know, in in that situation, it's very easily traced back to you know the last 110 years. Exactly. Yeah, it's, a, it's an interesting uh, phenomenon when you, when you look back at a family across several generations and also what they, uh, the privileges that they've enjoyed and also the lack of consequences that have come to them. Um, and that's also a similar theme in my book, The Family Bones. In the uh, in the book, obviously, there's, you know, you're talking about uh, you know, this particular family and there was a murder in, uh, in, in a nearby lake in the beginning of the, of the, of the story. I know I, I don't, you don't want to you know, give out the entire plot line of, of, of the book, but I mean, when you, when you're writing this, are you applying some like real life situations to, to fit this story, to make it, you know, more believable and plausible, or, or is this really purely uh, like a fictional account of this particular family? If you're asking if I too have an annual family reunion, that's kind of, yeah, that's, that's what I'm getting. Cause every family reunion is loaded with psychopaths. <laughs> Absolutely. No, the answer is no, not not for me. None of my personal experiences here. But I definitely took some inspiration from my true crime podcaster, Bertie Tan, who is a stay-at-home mom but does true crime podcasting after her kid goes to bed. I um, I was inspired by Michelle McNamara, who is the author of All Be Gone in the Dark, who I, whose work I think was instrumental in, in bringing uh, attention back to the Golden State Killer before he was arrested in 2018. And also Chris Lambert, who's a musician and podcaster, whose podcast, Your Own Backyard, actually led to the uh, recent conviction of a murderer for a, I think, a 15-year-old crime uh, in the Kristen Smart case. Um, so there are there are absolutely some real-life uh, examples of true crime podcasters that I took inspiration from. Now, I'm just curious, does any of your family members uh, read these books and go, oh, man, what is wrong with you? <laughs> she didn't learn this from us. Yeah, that didn't come, that's not the same L we knew. Right. What do you think the acknowledgments are for in the back of the book? It's to say I'm sorry. And I'm <laughs> yeah. yeah, the acknowledgments are more of an apology. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes, exactly. A and A. Yeah. The name of the book is uh, The Family Bones. Elmar is the author. It's great to talk to you. Best of luck with the book. We hope it does very well for you. Very much. Thank you Thank very you. much. Elmar with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Let's- Springfield's Classic Rock at 742 and Steely Dan. With Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's going to be uh, sunny and cold today uh, with a high of 41. A beautiful day to go to Fan Friendly Fun oh, Fenway Park. You're yeah. going to have so much yeah. fun yeah. sitting there on a cold, cold seat with your daughter. Oh, she's going to have the, these. Are, these are the kinds of things that uh, memories are built on. Hey, Dad, remember that time uh, I lost a finger at Fenway Park because it was so cold outside? 
And you didn't bring gloves or hand warmers? Yeah, remember I tried catching a foul ball and my hand smashed like glass because it was frozen yeah. stiff? Yeah, like that. Remember that term, like the guy in the Terminator movie when he freezes, <laughs> the whole thing just shatters in a million pieces. But uh, it's 28 right now in downtown Springfield. You know, I don't know if you uh, saw this story. It came out a couple of days ago. We didn't uh, get around to it. Uh, the older brother of uh, former Patriot star, the late Aaron Hernandez. Yeah arrested after an incident on the uh, the ESPN headquarters in Bristol, Connecticut. Keith Hernandez, right? No, I loathe, loathe Keith, Keith Hernandez. Hernandez. This is uh, DJ Hernandez, and according to an incident report with Bristol police, uh, he took an Uber to the ESPN campus, threw an object, and then left in the same Uber. Now, good for the Uber driver for sticking around on this one. Uh, but ESPN uh, security told police that uh, the Uber tried to enter ESPN through a gate and was denied. At that point, uh, DJ Hernandez threw an object over the fence and onto the grounds. Now, uh, the specific object was a white plastic bag filled with a brick and a handwritten note directly written to ESPN. Okay. Right. Uh huh. The note. If you go, if you you went into the bag and you and you wrapped it, you unwrapped it around the brick, the note says, "To all media outlets, it's about time you all realize." Spelled R E A L E Y E S. Ooh. Uh, the effect media has on all family members. Since you are a worldwide leader, maybe you could lead how media and messages are delivered brick by brick. Ooh. Clean it up, yours truly. Dennis J. Hernandez, where the J stands for genius. Yes. Uh, he was arrested. Uh, this happened March 23rd. Charged with second degree breach of peace. Uh, that's according to the arrest log uh, by the Bristol police. He's scheduled to appear on court on April 6th to answer uh, all of this. Now, I'm just going to go uh, say that I, I know that the Hernandez family has had its issues. They've had their problems. Um, but if you're going to send a note to ESPN, let's mm -hmm. say it's, uh, I don't know, addressed to Stephen A. Smith. Yeah. Okay. okay. He's a, a longtime journalist. And he sees this note. The first thing that is going to leap out at a journalist like Stephen A. Smith is, mm -hmm is the spelling of realize as R-E-A-L-E-Y-E-S. Well, isn't that like a metaphor for something? I don't or know if it... really misspell it? I don't know if that's uh, really the case. I mean, there's a difference between realize and realization or seeing through your real eyes. I don't know if it's... If it's a metaphor for something or just horrifically bad spelling. You know what I uh, chalked that up to? What? A poor education system at Bristol High School. I would not be surprised if uh, spelling was not high on the list of educational yeah, uh, you know, pursuits in that high school system. I think they may have to uh, reevaluate uh, their curriculum down there and make sure that these kids are uh, passing the test. Listen, you let a kid get out of high school to spell realize that way? Yeah, I'm just going to I'm going to say this as a a public service announcement. Let's say that you want to send a note to somebody. Not an email. Well, emails too, I suppose. I mean, it's all the same thing. It's a, some sort of correspondence but if you want to make a point uh, to somebody by by writing a note uh, you know the very least you can do is spell check edit uh maybe have somebody look it over before you throw the brick over the fence something that says listen if i'm trying to make an important point here 
does the spelling then convolute the message? And I don't, I don't know how you can say no to that. Yeah, of course need, it does. You need an editor if you're going to be doing things. like Yes, that. Yeah. absolutely. So next time uh, Dennis J Hernandez has a B in his bonnet, and uh, he should maybe think about checking his work before throwing the brick. Oh, by the way, I should also say that just a couple of days ago he was involved uh, in an incident with uh, with police uh, on a police chase. Well, I'm sure he's uh, he's just going through a lot right now. I can't imagine having an infamous family member so much that the media would probably still be bothering you to this day, even though this man killed himself several years ago. Yeah. Well, you you would uh, never want to have your whole life dictated by the fact that your brother killed two people in cold-blooded execution style. Well, that's what I mean. I mean, it's not like, uh, you know, if he was just the Patriot, Aaron Hernandez, and continued to play and didn't get any of that hood rat stuff, you'd be like, hey, that's my brother. Yeah, and and everybody around them would say, why can't you be more like your brother? Yeah, As opposed or- to now, where everyone says, thank God you're not more like your brother. Yeah, how come your brother's not coming over to the barbecue this weekend? Oh, that's right, because he doesn't want to associate and let you know that he's your brother. I see. <laughs> <laughs> but now it's like uh, your brother uh, killed somebody. And, yeah, I know. Uh, ew, I that's that's it. I'm I'm going to I'm going to speak my mind. Get me a brick. Yeah, let's uh, throw it through the window of ESPN. <laughs> that's a good idea. It's seven thirty. News is next. to Rock one hundred two. Here thirty three. With Bax and Nagel on Rock one hundred two. It is time for news. It's brought to you by Taxland, Boston Road, Springfield, or Cottage Street in East Hampton, or TaxlandOnline.com. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Bex. Uh, some pretty grim stories this morning. We'll have to get through a couple of these uh, before we get to some, you know, entertaining things. Uh, two people, unfortunately, died in the house fire early this morning in Spring East Springfield. According to Springfield Fire Captain Drew Piemonte, there are two confirmed fatalities in the fire at 126 East Street. Additional details about the victims were not immediately available. A dog was also killed in the fire. The fire was reported around 2.30 a.m. at the two-story single-family home not far from the Chicopee city line. The arson and bomb squad is investigating the cause of that fire. Also this morning, Mass State Police say they are at the site of a serious motor vehicle crash on the Mass Turnpike in Russell. That crash is westbound on the, side of the, uh, on the westbound side of the highway. Uh, no additional information was immediately available, but they did report that one person died in that accident so mm. far. Um, that is westbound, so that would be after the Westfield exit. I would highly recommend that you not take that route if you're traveling that way. Get off in uh, Westfield. State police have issued a statewide alert for a murder suspect wanted for a deadly shooting in Holyoke last December. The Mass State Police's uh, Commonwealth Fusion Center issued the alert Wednesday. The Hamden DA's office and Holyoke police are looking to locate 21-year-old Evdile O'Neill Pabon Flores of Springfield. He is wanted in connection with the homicide of 49-year-old Louis Ramos of Chicopee on December 7th in Holyoke. Uh, Pablon Flores is described as an Hispanic man with brown eyes, brown hair, and is approximately 5'7 and weighs 150 pounds. He has a tattoo on his left forearm that, forearm that says, as I walk through the val, dot, dot, dot. Did he not have enough money to complete the uh, rest of the tattoo? I, I don't know, unless that was like, like the cliff's notes of the tattoos i'll finish the finish the line for you as i walk through the valley of death all right Isn't yeah that- well you're right yeah if i walk through the valley of the shadow of death or whatever yeah, the right. hell it is but uh but still it's like i mean it's like an incomplete sentence it's like a it's like a clause well maybe his forearm was only small it was like a two arm instead 
So he. Yeah, right. Yeah. It went yeah. from a forearm to a two arm, and you can only fit half the letters that you would put in there. Maybe that's what it is. But it's hard to look like a tough guy if you got like half a tattoo and you say, okay, what, what, what happened to the rest of it? I know. It would like be putting that barbed wire for just half of your arm. Yeah, right. Like the it's barbed like, wire should go all the way around. It, it totally should. Yeah. Uh, Holy O'Gobbins. Like getting like a, one of those tattoos of the guy, you know, stepping just, you know, that keep on trucking, but only going going so far as they keep on truck. It wouldn't be enough. Wait, yeah, what does that mean? Keep on truck. Yeah, right. Uh, keep on truly driving again? I don't know what you're talking about. I, I, I don't know. Uh, anyway, Holyoke officers were called to the intersection of Pine and Sergeant Streets on December 7th. Report of shots fired. When they arrived, they found Ramos with a gunshot wound. Ramos, unfortunately, died from those injuries. The uh, Springfield Detective Bureau is seeking the public's help in identifying two suspects from a larceny incident that occurred at Lowe's. According to Springfield Police, the larceny took place around 10.35 a.m. on March 23rd. If you can identify either of the suspects they have up on their Facebook page, you're asked to call the uh, Detective Bureau. At Lowe's. You get uh, better stuff at Home Depot. <laughs> I got to break this to you. You get better stuff and uh, better rock solid service no, no, for every no, no, Rockies no, Ace Hardware no, you location. Don't, you don't want to shoplift from a Rockies. No, you wouldn't want to do that. But yeah. if you're looking for good customer service, yeah. uh, you'll find it in every Rockies Ace Hardware location. But the big box stores, they'll afford it. They have a write-offs for that stuff. Uh, Springfield police identified and stopped the major illegal dumping of about 500 tires yesterday. The investigation, this wasn't all at once, by the way. It made it sound like all 500 tires were delivered yesterday. They were not. The investigation first started on March 15th when the city's Clean City Initiative noticed a trend of the vast amount of tires being dumped at seven locations in Springfield. Those locations include Harvey Street, Cadwell Drive, uh, Morris Street, King Street, Windsor Street, and Liberty Street. The most tires left behind were King Street and Morris Street. King Street with 122 tires and Morris Street with 108 tires. Everyone else was uh, 50 or less at the other locations. But, you know, uh, whether it's 50 or less, you know, he's not dumping it in you know, obscure, hard-to-find areas. I mean, he's these are highly populated, highly traveled parts of town. Yeah. I mean, that's 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 not dumping. That's just stupid. Well, is it stupid? Uh, you mean somebody finally caught on to you doing it, but how long were you doing it before they started the investigation? Well, you know what I mean, five hundred. I mean, yeah, I don't even know how you yeah. get five hundred in the same truck. Eventually, the Springfield police were led to a person of interest after reviewing video footage of the suspect also dumping at Bondi's Island. Rafael Rivera Vasquez is to be charged with eight criminal counts of illegal dumping across the city. Womp, 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 womp. I mean, I think we've all had you know, our own experience dumping around the city, but uh, 500 tires is a... First of all, what are you doing with 500 tires? Where, where does that come from? Well, you're, I, that's what I'm saying. This might be, I'm guessing, unless you're running some sort of like uh, tire business where you don't want to pay the recycling fee. Right. Or you're doing it for somebody else who owns a garage when you're trying to get you know, maybe clean up a, an area or something. You, I, you could I, be I a know. tire hoarder. Ever see hoarders? You ever see a tire hoarder? Yeah. yeah. You got nothing but tires all in their house. They can barely move. Yeah. They, they, every every room's got you know hundreds of tires in them. Yeah, and the name the guy's name is Michelin. Right. Yeah. He's right. the Michelin man. He looks like the Michelin man. He looks like a big Stay Puft Marshmallow man. Yeah, so finally he's like on the episode of Hoarders yeah. and they see all these, these tires. Like, dude, you got to get rid of these tires. He said, I got a way to get rid of him. And he would try, comes up to Springfield, 
dumps his tires all over all over the area. Yeah. Liberty Street? Where are you gonna where are you gonna go on Liberty Street that's inconspicuous dumping tires? I don't know. Lib- I mean, Liberty is, is like one of the busiest streets in the city. Yeah, that looked like a like a like a uh, a plate like a like a abandoned property that he was doing it at on the map. All right, well there are a few of those. Um, I got a little uh, little cramp in my back there. Just a little cramp in your back. You gonna be okay to drive? Uh, oh, I should. Yeah, hundred miles to Fenway Park and sit in uncomfortable to. seats. Yeah, I just get you know a little yeah, kink in the back. Really? Yeah. Hey, uh, falling asleep on the job can be embarrassing if you're caught. You ever get uh, caught falling asleep on a job? Um, no. I fell asleep on a radio station once for th- two hours. Really? Yeah, it was on a Christmas Eve into Christmas Day. And nobody noticed. Nobody noticed because nobody was listening. Of course. Yeah. And uh, so two hours of dead air on a major radio station, mm. and nobody said a word. That's because it happened between 3.30 and 5.30 in the morning. <laughs> Anyway, it's even I used more. to work with a guy that would take a nap during the show every single day. Oh, I don't know what you're talking about. Every single day. Uh, it's even more embarrassing if emergency crews are called in. A 50-year-old plumber was working on a home in the L.A. area last Saturday when he ducked into a crawl space under a home. The homeowners... Homeowner says what? What? Didn't hear from uh, him for about three hours and got worried. They shouted for the guy, but there was no answer, so they called 911. Firefighters showed up and began searching around the crawl space. They spotted a portion of his body, but he was unresponsive, so they began cutting holes in the floors with chainsaws, and that's when he woke up. Apparently, he just took a nap. Hey, 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 what are you doing to my floors? Paramedics evaluated him to see if he needed to be hospitalized, but he was just a little groggy. Can you imagine having to... Now you're responsible for paying for all that damage because you fell asleep. Actually, I think the guy responsible is the guy that cut through the floors. All that guy was doing... All the other guy was doing was just taking a nap. You can't blame the firefighters. They were just doing a job because they were trying to rescue somebody. No, but I would blame the person who called the firefighters in. I mean, it's a little bit of an over uh, overreaction to a guy okay. who's just snoozing. If the guy doesn't wake up until you start firing up chainsaws, he might have been drunk or something. Like, you don't know what the, what's going okay. on with the guy. But was he, like, snoring? Was he breathing? They couldn't get to him. He was in the crawl space. Are you uh, not even listening to the story? Well, I, yeah, but you can hear somebody snoring in a crawl space. Can you? Sure. Well, what if you put all that fancy insulation in there? Then you can't hear. All right. Anything. Well, you, know, you didn't mention the insulation. Yeah. You know what? Uh, I don't. I don't think you. You're really on board with the story. You're no, supposed- I'm totally on board. No, with I'm the just story. saying you're supposed to be. Uh, you know, uh, uh, admonishing this man for falling asleep on the job. You're focused on the man who called nine one one. I'm talking about the overreaction. You know, the guy. You know, if you hear the guy snoring or breathing, at some point he's going to get out of the crawl space, probably make himself a pot of coffee. Now he's going to make himself a pot of coffee and replace his floors. And by the way. That's like the firefighter's dream. Hey, we got to get some chainsaws out and start cutting stuff. Go get it, Jimmy. That is kind of the fun part yeah. of the job. That and sliding down them brass poles. Oh, that's got to be a blast. I love that brass pole. Your, your Pioneer Valley forecast today, sunny with a high of 41, tomorrow rainy with a high of 49. It's 28 in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Oh, yeah. Here's what's happening with Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 749 in Led Zeppelin with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Uh, it's going to be uh, pretty chilly today, which is a great day to go to see a game at Fenway Park. It's going to be a high of 41 <laughs> with a wind chill of like 20. And uh, tomorrow, rainy with a high of 47. 
Uh, I'll be I'll be having a good time later. You're, you're going to have the time of your life today. Yeah. Oh, the time of my life. Yeah. More, like a Jennifer Warren's in uh, what's his name that sang that song? Uh, it was it uh, Joe Cocker. Joe Cocker. Yeah, you're going to love it. Or was it Peebo Bryson? I can't. No, I don't know. Was, Joe it, Cocker and Jennifer Warren. Was it Bill Medley? No, no, Bill Medley and Jennifer Warren. There you go. It Joe Cocker of, uh, was up where we belong. That's, that's the yeah, one. that's oh, the right. See, now we heard that. Now hear this. Now hear this with Bex and Nagel on Rock 102. All right. Well, I'm showing my age now. What Finally? Is, what is Hinge? Hinge. Is like a dating site? Is that what it is? Hinge? I don't know. Well, here's a woman on TikTok sharing how she got her fastest Hinge date ever. Uh, yeah, I guess it is a dating app. Hinge. Okay. Okay. Here's a sharing how she got her fastest hinge date ever after matching with a man and then breaking up with him. Please remember, I've never messaged this man in my life. Hey, Christopher, I hope you're doing well. I've been thinking a lot about our relationship and I think it's best if we part ways. It's not you, it's me. I know that we wanted to build a life and future together, but unfortunately, given the circumstances, I can't make that commitment right now. I was hoping you would have been the one. Thank God he played along and he said, hey, Joy, I'm sorry I couldn't be the one for you, but what am I supposed to say to my mom? She couldn't wait to meet you. And he says, I have an idea. What if we start over? We could go for coffee and get to know each other. And that's the fastest I've ever been asked out on here. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. She did the old. Uh, it's that's not, all right. It's, six it's, months from now, it'll be right. Yeah. She did the old. It's not me. It's not you routine. I invented the it's not you. It's yeah, me I know thing. you did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She'll, she'll be broken up with this guy in six months. Oh, I don't even give it that long. Three months at the tops. I like how though when they oh I found the I found he's the cutest. And then like, you know, six months later, like that son of a gun. He's a liar. It is a lion. Everything's bastard. wrong with that guy. Uh it is opening day. Uh for Major League Baseball today, but uh, one in three baseball fans say they can't even afford a ticket this year. In fact, if you made uh, an average wage in New York City and wanted to buy three tickets to a Yankees game. <laughs> You'd have to work two full eight-hour shifts to afford them. Jesus, <laughs> and that's uh, that's yeah. that's what's going on. But uh, I'm gonna be—I uh, got the tickets for free, but I'm still gonna be spending a uh, three shifts. Well, uh, yeah, because you see, there's no way out of there uh, cheaply. Well, uh, between the parking, the hot dog, the gas, the tolls. You know what I used to do. And this is a, a good plan. You, you drive your car out to, like, Newton Station. Yeah. You take the T to, uh, up to Fenway, and it's like uh, you're paying, like, a half the cost of uh, of uh, parking, if uh, anything at all. Yeah, but, like, you know what? I'm just going to go in and pay the 80 bucks or whatever it is to park. Yeah. Well, you could do that, too. Well, the, the, uh, one of the things that does tend to happen in certain lots yeah. around Fenway, I don't know if this is going to be the one that you're going to be in, is they park everybody in. Like, yeah. there's no rows. To get out. Yeah, you have to literally wait for 100 cars yeah. to get out of your car. You know, the last time I went to Fenway Park was during the pandemic, when there was only 5,000 people allowed there. Oh, yeah. And uh, it was like it was like walking up to... Oh, will you turn this crappy <laughs> song off? Now here, this is not the, uh, it's the not avenue here. Really? to here. Uh, this giant piece of garbage by the great uh, Neil Diamond. We'll it began. I can't begin to know 
I'm not going to put you up uh, with it. Uh, uh, I'm not going to force you to that. Oh, yeah. From the spring. Then and spring became the winter. Summer. 41 degrees for a high today. So cold! So cold! So cold! Hands! Can't feel my hands. Frost bitten hands. hands. Not reaching out. Reaching out. Touching me with gangrenous hands. Sweet Caroline. Blah, blah, blah. Oh, man, it's going to be so much fun. And your daughter's going to have the greatest time of her life. Uh, You think so? Oh, sure. You really think so? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, A real estate agent in England has gone viral with her parody video uh, tour of a house. She walks room to room doing her own version of the 80s hit The NeverEnding Story. Ready? Ooh, by Lamal. There's so much here to see. Living room. All covered with these beams. Maybe you're a family with growing teenage kids. This home has lots of options to all watch your own Right, this is, just this alone yeah, would make I me know. never want to buy a house from this woman. I'm I don't never care. buying a home from you I, ever. I don't care how spacious it is, how many bathrooms you have, or what kind of neighborhood it's in. If I get to listen to this, deal is done. Why do people think those things are a good idea? I don't really know. Like, again, that would make me not want to go house hunting with this woman. I'd be looking for another realtor. Uh, another clip here. Ashley Cook is from Florida, and Morgan Evans is an Aussie. Sounds like the perfect excuse to confuse each other with a word association game. The video has racked up over 1.3 million views in this word association game. You ready? I'm ready. Soda. Soft drink. Herb. Herbs. <laughs> okay, um. Yeah. Flip-flop. Thongs. No, that's underwear. Park- we, uh, I think we say J-string. Parking lot. A car park. Pacifier? Dummy. That's for spit the dummy. Yeah, see, so yeah. I don't like when uh, when Brits and uh, Australians put the e's at the end of words. Yeah, that don't right. Need to be. I know. Like uh, program. Yeah, I know. Program. Or like a color. Color. Yeah. What is that all? About? I don't know. I gotta tell you, I think the British have ruined this language. I think the British have ruined this language too. You know, they per- ruined uh, perfectly good speaking English. Yeah. No kidding. Yeah. I don't like uh, the way they talk in things. I don't like the way they do that either. And uh, finally, a Florida principal resigned after writing a $100,000 check to a scammer on the internet posing as a spokesperson for Elon Musk. <laughs> she had always wanted to get Musk involved in the charter school. Here is Dr. Jan McGee announcing her resignation in board chair. Albert Almafitanto talking about what happened. I am a very smart lady, well-educated. I fell for a scam. Somehow she believed it, matching funds with this guy, and he was supposed to give like $6 million to the school. I put myself into this position and into this mess, and I made a bad decision. You made a very bad yeah, decision. Yeah, I know you're educated, but that doesn't mean you're not stupid. You know what the you know what the the schools need. Every school or any company needs 
the videos we had to teach us about IT security. With oh, with the, the bear. With the bear. Larry the, the bear. Larry the bear who wears one of those short sleeve shirts with a tie. Mm-hmm. And that's all he wears, which is weird. I would think without bear pants, uh, you know, the, yeah. that HR would be involved. He's leaving bear dingleberries all over the office. Scratching himself on poles and trees, yeah. wherever he can get. But uh, they would have known that you never give any kind of, you know, I mean, if it sounds too good to be true, it probably is. That's what they tell you. Yeah. And- she should have listened to us when we talked to Steve Weissman the other day. <laughs> See all the answers we have for I everybody. Know. Bet she's kicking herself in the pants now. Uh, it is. Uh, that was actually that was. Now hear this. It is seven fifty seven with Bax and Nagel at Rock one hundred two. Edu slash boundless. And now, Bax's View from the Couch, brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, with Scott's four-step, four easy steps to an awesome lawn. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Well, folks, here it is, opening day at fan-friendly Fenway Park at the as the previously last-place Boston Red Sox take on the previously next-to-last Boston uh, Baltimore Orioles. Of course, at the moment, neither one of these teams is looking at last place. Mathematical elimination is still a few weeks away. But what an afternoon of baseball excitement. Are you kidding me? The history, the pageantry, the 40-mile-hour winds whipping through the bleachers all afternoon. Who wouldn't want to be at Fenway this afternoon? I mean, other than me and the guy that gave his opening day tickets to Steve. Today is going to be a glorious afternoon. You'll have fresh hot dogs steaming in their freshly thawed juices. You'll have beer served in convenient recyclable cups that will keep the beer to slightly below the outdoor air temperature. You'll also have the 104th fighter wing out out of uh, Barnes doing a flyover Fenway and immediately heading back to Westfield to avoid having to pay all those outrageous sums to, to park. And then you'll have Springfield native Michelle Brooks Thomas singing the national anthem. So between her, the 104th fighter wing, and Steve Nagel, it might as well be Springfield Day in Boston to help you forget the blistering cold and the long walk back to your car. Now, if you're planning on going to Fenway this afternoon, you should know that there are some new bag restrictions for this week, for this uh, this year. Meaning that backpacks, backpack-style purses, duffel bags, and multi-compartment bags are no longer permitted within the park. Only diaper bags, bags holding medical equipment, and single compartment bags that are 12 by 12 by 6 inches are allowed. That means you're going to have to creative in how you smuggle your flasks of schnapps, your edibles, and your space heaters into the game. I think what I'm trying to say is prepare yourself before you leave. Bundle up. And don't be that jackass who doesn't think the new rules apply to you. They do. That's why they're new rules. In the meantime, go Red Sox. But hey, the my yapping sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Hey, can you count to four? Me too. As in Scott's four-step. Almost time for, for step one. Head over to Rocky's, get Scott's four-step annual lawn program for 100 bucks. Instant savings with your Ace Rewards card. No rebate nonsense. Step it up with Scott's four-step and Rocky's. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 809 and the great Billy Squire with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's going to be a lovely day today. 42 for a high and sunny, but a wind chill of like 21, especially at fan-friendly Fenway Park, uh, where I'll be headed to. Perfect day for the ballpark. Uh, tomorrow, rainy with a high of 47, and uh, it is 29 right now in downtown Springfield. I mean, honestly, what would you rather What would you rather do? I mean, sit in a, in a ballpark where it's 100 degrees right in the sunshine. 
or being in a little, <sighs> little bit of a like a cool spell, like forty degrees and forty degree wind chills. Well, does it does it uh, deter people from going? Oh no! Well, that's what I mean. Yeah, maybe uh, maybe uh, the body heat uh, from uh, you know the the breath of the guy who's drank nine beers at the game, right? Might 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 keep us warm. You know, it's funny. It's there's really no difference between going to a game like on a day like today mm-hmm. and going to a Patriots game at uh, at Gillette. You know, on what would be seem like a no, like a reasonable but a reasonable day. But you also kind of expect like uh, you know, um, it's spring. It shouldn't be like this, really. Well, I mean, uh, every every opening day yeah. in Boston is a cold one. Well, either way, uh, it's gonna. Now, now I'm I'm I'm, I'm being. People are telling me, you know, maybe you shouldn't drive into Boston on a day game because there's already people at work and all that stuff, so the traffic might be a little nuts. Well, why don't you just take the east-west rail out of uh, Union Station? Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's right. But even if, uh, I don't even, where would you go? Where do you go to park? Like Framingham? Would that be the place to go? Uh, you know what? It's uh, I always, like Newton Station, about as close as you could get, I think, where there's still ample parking on a, on, on a game day. But, you know, I mean, that's totally up to you. Newton Station in Boston, right? Yeah. All right. Where is that uh, in location to fan-friendly Friendway Park? All right. Well, let me, uh, let me, station, let me see here. Uh, okay. Okay. All right. Oh, hold on. I'm looking. I'm looking. Uh-huh. It's been a while since I've uh, been there. Okay. Well, uh, yeah, there's uh, you take uh, you take the Union Station, right? Uh-huh. And... Uh, and then I think you take uh, I think you take the green line, uh, the green line to Kenmore, and uh, then you get out and then you ask everybody, hey, where's uh, Fenway Park from here? Yeah, I, I, I that's what I'm trying to figure out. Like, how easy is this to go? Simple, simple, just just simple uh, public transportation. You can handle it. You're a smart fella. I don't know if I should do this or not, or go try a park near the stadium. It's gonna cost me the same either way. You drive all the way in there, you pay 100 bucks to park, or you pay whatever it is on the train and the gas and all that other stuff anyway. Yeah. Parking. It's going to cost you $100 no matter what. Really doesn't make a difference, so I just don't know if it's easier to go to Newton or is it just easier to just drive into the station or drive into the I personally think that the easiest way mm-hmm. is to take the T. Uh, from Newton. From Newton. All right. I mean, that's 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 my own my own feeling. Now, there's obviously, there's multiple ways uh, to get there, you know. Uh, but you know, certainly, uh, certainly a possibility. I see no problem uh, uh, with that at all. Now I'm being told uh, Riverside Station. Okay, well, Riverside's good. Yeah, uh, that's a that's a that's a good one. You take uh, take the Riverside. You go past the uh, you know Woodward and Wobbin and uh, Newton Center, Chestnut Hill, all the way into all the way into Kenmore, and then boom, you're practically there. Uh, I don't know. But then that's that's the green line, and we got to make sure you make the green line. This is too much. This is too much. To and think. don't miss your stop too, because you don't want to have to go to like downtown crossing, and you get back in the orange line, and yeah, you, know, you have to go back in the green line, or somehow take yeah. the green to now the blue to the green to the red, and all okay. of a sudden you're back in the green again. But uh, okay, everybody's telling me to take Riverside, but does Riverside get full? Like that's what I'm asking. Well, it eventually gets full, but it's no more full than well, any okay. other place. Well, if I leave here at nine forty, yeah, nine forty-five, sure. 
and then uh, take you, what, maybe an hour and a half to get out there? Yeah. Uh, you should have plenty of time before the game starts to find a parking spot, don't you think? I think you'll have no problem at Riverside. It'd be a whole lot easier to park in there than, say, Chestnut Hill or Reservoir or All Brookline right. Hills or uh, or Longwood. At that point, you might as well just walk from from, yes. uh, from Springfield. And people are like, people keep messaging me, just take the T. I know, but which one? Like, and, and I which just one told you, take the green you, line from Riverside. Yeah, I know. Uh, Listen, you could take the green line in from Riverside, Cleveland Circle, Boston College. You'd find yourself all there at one point anyway. Okay. All right, we'll, we'll figure it out. Okay. You just don't want to case, you know, stay on the uh, on the green line. Suddenly you're at Leachmere. Well, at that point, you're way too far. You've passed every, all, all the stops you need. That point, you got to go back on the green line or uh, get on the yellow line, take the yellow line to the green or to the blue, back to the green, boom, shoot you right back to Kenmore. All right. Air, uh, when does the plane his nose on your face? First pitch is at 2.10 p.m. When does the park open? We were going to do Am I the A-hole, but we'll do that tomorrow now. <laughs> when, uh, <laughs> when does the park open? Fenway Gates will open two hours before the game for all. So at 12.10 p.m., the gates will open. Okay. Okay. Uh, pre-game ceremony is at 1.30. So i got to make sure that I'm in my seat by 1.30 because right. I want to see all that stuff. That's the, one of the major points of going to this thing. Sure. You'll see a major league uh, opening day. Um. Yeah. So one thirty to be up there. Yeah. I, I could probably do it by leaving here, heading to Riverside. Yeah. Getting on the train. Yeah. Stopping for lunch. Right. And then uh, heading into fan friendly Fenway Park. Well, it all depends on where you're stopping for lunch. You know, lunch could slow you down. You'd have to leave here almost at like a ten. Yeah. And then get out there by noon. We got to make sure that you eat, park at Riverside. And yeah. then once once you're on the green, you could you could eat anywhere. But I'd probably, you know, you'd probably want to eat somewhere close to Fenway because you want to get back in time to, to see the game. Yeah, well, I don't know. I was uh, told uh, Fenway Johnny's, but then that doesn't open till four yeah. o'clock in the afternoon. Have you thought about taking the green line at Heath? No. What about the uh, what about the red line? Can I take the red line? No, nah, the red line. Yeah, that's that's going to take you from Alewife all the way out to Braintree or to Mattapan, and you don't want either one of those. What about the orange line? Well, the orange line, uh, depending on where you're starting from, is either going to take you from Forest Hills all the way up to Elk Grove. Well, couldn't I just drive in and try to find parking near Fenway Park? For crying out loud. What are you, an idiot? Yes, I am. <laughs> what are you, what are you ignorant? I am. I'm the kind of person that just wants to get in the car and leave when I'm done. I yeah. don't want to have to go on a train and yeah. go back to the parking lot and then go, you know, do all the ten steps to yeah. get there. But you and thirty-seven thousand other people want to do the same exact thing. Oh, for God's sakes! This is almost seems like it's not worth it. Do you want these tickets? I don't want those tickets. Are you kidding me? I don't want to sit in the cold and take the green line. <laughs> you don't want to go say, from, ri- from Riverside all the way to Reservoir oh, and uh, and Brookline Hills and into into Kenmore, Fenway. Hell no. I'm not crazy. You're just nuts. I'm not nuts at all. Yeah. I'm telling you exactly where you need to go. Um, and I'm not giving. And you know what? Uh, you know. All right. You know what? Open the phones here. Two nine three one zero two one. If you want, you want to give me the best way to get to Fenway Park for one thirty this afternoon. Yeah. One thirty, the yeah. cheapest, cheapest and fastest way for him to get into Fenway. I say it's probably Riverside. You may think it's something else, but either way, Riverside will probably get you. You're far, you're far away from, enough from the city where Riverside makes sense. Okay. Okay? All right. Look at the phone's not ringing right yeah, now. How about that? Because nobody cares. No, Nobody's every, like, you know what? Nobody gives a crap. No, everybody cares. Go. Everybody cares. The thing is, Steve, yeah. they're already on the road to try to get out to yeah, Fenway know, by now. Yeah, because it's probably, uh, you need to leave an hour ago. All right. Here's someone who knows what they're talking about. Rock 102. Good morning. Who's this? This is Carrie. How are you? Good, Carrie. What's up? Um, so I was listening to the radio, and when I go into Fenway, I park at the Prudential. Uh, you can go right 
walk right through the uh, hotel there, and uh, it's a set rate. Easy to get to Fenway. Yeah, when you say set rate, what kind of rate are they charging you? Because i got to believe they're sticking it to you and sticking it to you pretty hard at the, at the, at the Prudential. Well, I haven't done it in a couple of years, but it's usually not more than, like, 20 bucks. Oh, okay. All right, okay. Yeah. All right, well, All right. If, if, he, if he gets there and it's 50 bucks, he's coming right over there and, and so it's, giving you a piece of his mind. <laughs> so it's at the Prudential okay. Center? Just make sure you keep your tickets. That's all you got to do. Okay, but, but where what what's the actual location of this parking spot at the Prudential? Center? At the Prudential. Okay. Yeah, you just go right into underneath the Prudential. Okay. Yeah, it's underground parking. Well, good thing I brought that oversized yeah. pickup truck today with the ten uh, <laughs> foot head on. I'm sure it'll fit yeah. right in that little parking garage underneath. All right. Thanks for the call. Yeah, that that's a, the part that gets a little tricky. All right. All right. All right. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Rock 102. Best way to Fenway. Best way to Fenway is, like you said, jump on the train and take it in. Who wants to drive into Boston and then deal with all the traffic coming out of it? Right. Now, all those poles? Okay, so now when you take the train in, do you take the green line into uh, from Riverside? I, I believe it's the stop before Riverside, but yeah. Yeah. All right, okay. All so right. Now, now we know. Now there we you know go. That one. All right, very good. That's helpful. Rock 102, good morning. Who's this? How to get to Fenway? Hello. All right, they weren't uh, there. Okay, Rock 102, good morning. Who's this? Uh, Kathy. Hi, Kathy. How, how should you get in? I would do the Riverside, and I would go early because then you can spend 30 bucks on a Fenway Park lobster roll and eat lunch while you're in your seat. Oh, well, there you go. See, that's that's the... <laughs> See, that's the kind of go-getter attitude I like. Now, Thank on a, you. On a day like yeah. today, don't you think there's a good possibility he may break a tooth on a lobster roll? Gotta be that chance you're willing to take. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. That's totally the risk that goes that's along a, with it. Yeah. Okay, yeah. good. Thank and, you. and your twelve dollar beer to go with it. Yeah, yeah there. Well, Riverside yeah. got a, a I'll, lot I'll, of parking. I'll, it's a long ride. It's like a forty five minute ride, but it's it's easy. Then you can relax. You don't worry about traffic. I'll be going with the eight dollar soda today. Thank you very much. All right, but still. Uh, Whatever you go, we'll right. get the thirty dollar lobster roll, and I want to hear how good it is tomorrow morning. All right, <laughs> we will. Thank you. Uh, Rock one hundred two. Good morning. Who's this? Hey, this is Mark. Uh, yeah, best way to do it is Riverside. There's, it's so easy. There's Fenway stop, and the stop right before Riverside is equidistant from Fenway. So. Yeah, so well, there you go. go if wrong. I got there around 11 o'clock, I should have plenty of time to get make it there for one thirty, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. You should okay. be able to grab lunch. You should be able to pretty much do whatever you want. Now, when, when, you hours, the stop so. be- when you say the stop before Fenway, are you talking about uh, Longwood or uh, Brookline Village? Because I think Brookline Village is a little bit too uh, far I- for that one. I could not tell you. I haven't been to a Sox game in like two or three years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, I would almost I mean, say. I mean, you're safe enough going to Fenway regardless. You can go to Fenway. You can also go to Kenmore. Either way, you're not that far from uh, from Yawkey Way, right? Exactly. All right. Exactly. Well, there we go. Problem solved. All right. Thank you. All right. All right. You want to take more? Well, take one more. Uh, Let's see if we got uh, any final say here. Uh, Rock 102. Good morning. Who's this? Hi, this is Ben from Suffield. Hey, What's Ben. What do you say? Uh, for for going in, look if opening day with your daughter, pay a couple extra bucks, drive in. Don't do the don't do the Western Mass. Go to the train. That's what I was thinking. That's exactly don't how I it. was thinking about it. Listen, listen. I go all the time. I, I I live in Northern Connecticut. Go like go to the Van Ness Garage. It's right there. You you know pay you know a few extra bucks, but like it's quick in, quick out, 
And it's not the, the part the the, uh, the traffic's not that bad. You follow Google Maps. You're in and out. Yeah. You get now, on, uh, okay. get on the Pike at Mass Ave. All right, but dude, you're, you're talking about but you're talking about opening. You're talking about opening day, okay? And they're all gonna be there. Yeah. Every, every nutcase and drunk is gonna be out there. Do you really want to park your car in uh, in in Boston under those kinds of conditions? Listen, don't hide from the world, okay? Yeah. Look, enjoy That's it. it. That's part of the experience. All right. You're don't my new be best friend. <laughs> You know what I mean? Come yeah. on, guys. No, all right. Right. that's the exact... Way part. Soak it in. Enjoy it. Spend a few extra bucks. Yeah. And you'll be able to say, look, we went in and we experienced it all. Because what's the alternative? And I used to do the alternative. Take the train in, and it's great, and I save money. What you save in money, you pay for twice more, like in time, sitting on a train. That, that's exactly what I'm getting at. Oh, you know yeah. what? I, I tell you, you're probably the kind of guy that just completely ignores and hates public transportation in all its many kinds. I used to live in Boston. I used to take the, the, the TN and, and the commuter rail. I know what I'm talking about. Oh, wait, wait, right. hold, on a, like, hold on a second. Yeah. Where, where'd, you, where'd you pick up the T? Uh, well, I used to live in Quincy, so I used to take the red line. Uh, ah, the, the red line. Yeah. Right. Well, wait, wait. Red line to red line from like uh, into into say like uh, I don't know to like a downtown crossing, or did you take it all the way up to Alewife? Parker down. I would take it. I would take it to uh, to downtown crossing. Really? Yeah, I understand that one. Right, man, you, you don't have to to, to dive into this. You what are you talking about? We, I mean, we barely scratched the surface and what's available on the red line. You yeah, talking about going into Quin from from Quincy? I mean, you, you can go into a to Quincy Adams, Quincy Center, yeah. uh, North Quincy, then boom, right up uh, right yeah, up north. No, Quincy, I I, I took Quincy Center. So, yeah, okay. Uh, That's a good choice. Oh, oh, I got... My only point is yeah. spend a few extra bucks, and it's not you can save money and then sit on a, a lame green line, which is like living history, and go all the way out <laughs> to Newton. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? And be like, oh, boy, did we save money. Like, yeah, yeah. You know, See, <laughs> I, I know. I'm, getting, I'm, 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 I'm right with you, man. Right. I appreciate your advice. And uh, I was also told the cheapest and fastest way to get to Fenway Park, don't effing go. Well, yeah, there is well, that too. Yeah, yeah. Don't but, go. Yeah, but you already you, you already get your daughter here today. You're going no matter what. Yeah, ah, I could just. Up, but, yeah. You know what? That kid's never seen Fenway Park. I could take her to. I could take her to over to the uh, this Forest Park here and go. Oh, yeah, oh, everybody well, must have went home because it's too windy. Wow, wow, Dream Weaver. Dad. Yeah, <laughs> get, a, get a white hot hot dog and you're all set. Wow. Oh yeah. All right. Thanks for the call. We appreciate it. All right. It's uh, 824 with Bax and Nagel at Rock 102. Everyone has a project they want. Ian Enfield. It's uh, 827 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Uh, I think I'm just going to drive right in, like that guy said. You sure about yeah. that? And I'm also getting uh, information from other people who used to live there and said, uh, just park at the Prudential. It's very easy access. To yeah, okay. Park. You know, But yeah, everyone's going to want to park at the Prudential. I'm telling you, you take the, you take the TN from Riverside, you get off at Fenway or Kenmore, and then you'll be fine. All right. Well, guess what? I'm not taking your advice because most of the time when I do, it usually winds up being bad. You realize that the green line runs all night long. Let's say you get to, you get caught up in the excitement of Red Sox baseball, yeah. and there are many reasons to uh, uh, to do that. And you wind up get, it's it's late. It's late at night, and you say, "Oh my God, how am I going to get back?" Right. You just get right back in the green line. You head over to to Riverside from wherever you may be, whether it's Fenway or Longwood or Brookline Village, then boom, you're back home. Listen to me, okay? Just listen. Yeah. I am a baseball fan. Yeah. I want to go see an opening day of a Major League Baseball game. Yeah, yeah. It's unfortunate that it's the Boston Red Sox because I can't stand that team. 
but I will go there to celebrate the opening day of Major League Baseball. And uh, I want to get the hell out of there as quick as I possibly can yeah. without having to go on a train somewhere. I'm just going to get in the car, even if it's a couple of blocks away, and uh, drive right home. All right, listen, if you want to pay 80 bucks to park your car in some underground garage, then go right ahead. I'm trying to simplify your life, make it cheap so uh, you can afford to buy your daughter maybe a an overpriced Red Sox jersey or an overpriced Red Sox hat or yeah, an overpriced and, piece of stick where they say it's a it's a it's a Red Sox mini bat or you know yeah. the $30 uh, uh, you know, lobster roll whatever. I'm trying to help you. Help you create are you, are you trying magic and memories for you and your kid. Are you trying to help or are you just trying to pretend like you know what you're talking about and then having something fail? Steve I know everything about the Green Line. Yeah. Okay. I mean, whether you're going in from Boston College, Cleveland Circle, Riverside, or Heath, or yeah. going all the way up to Lechmere, I can tell you right now, that's a smart way to go, and it'll save you a few bucks in the long run. Remember when I asked you a couple of weeks ago when I was betting on Marquette, that yeah. Marquette game? I'm yeah. like, who do you think is going to win, Marquette or Michigan? And you said, Marquette by far, and look what happened. Well, that's that's different. I mean, that's yeah. you know, that's a crapshoot when you come to uh, you know, attorney, attorney time bracketology. This is a crapshoot, too. Think about it. You have no idea which one is going to take longer, whether it's going to be driving in or going to the T. I think taking the T is going to be a lot longer than it would be to just drive right in and find a place to park. Well, I mean, yeah, if you're if you're going to watch all nine innings and everyone's leaving the park at the same time, but mm -hmm. let's say you say uh, you last four innings, but you're too cold to sit in the, in the seats anymore. Well then, you're not, you're going to be saving yourself all kinds of time getting back to your car at the, at Riverside. Okay. I think it's easier to just. I I don't know. Oh my God! Turn this crap off. What are you talking about? This, this is, is a piece of crap. What did you call it? I called it one of the biggest pieces of crap ever recorded by Mr. Neil Diamond on Rock 102 WAQI. Where be yeah. Actually, it's not the biggest crap that he uh, piece of crap he recorded. Well, I think I Am I Said was pretty crap. Oh, come on. That's a heartfelt song about, uh, you know, uh, when he was a frog. Why couldn't they embrace, like, a good song, like, Forever in Blue Jeans? Oh, Jesus. You what? Look at all the crappy ones. That is, uh, that song is the song of my generation. What about uh, Brother Loves Traveling Salvation Show or Cracklin' Rosie? Crackling Rosie, I like. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, but why did we have to pick this one? I don't know. There are some days I just feel a mood where I want to put on that Jonathan Livingston Seagull album and just weep in a fetal position. Is that is that what you do? Sometimes. Is that what you want to do? Sometimes. Touching you, sweet Caroline. Sweet Green Line. <laughs> train ah, ah, ah. from Riverside Station to Leechmere went too far on the green line. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm driving right in. All right, fine. It's 831. News is next at Rock 102. Here's your Western Mass News first alert forecast. 834 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's time for news. Here's local radio icon and Red Sox fan Steve Nagel. No, I'm Nagel. not a Red Sox fan. Will you not say that? Please? You will be by the end of the no, day. No, I won't be. I'll be a fan of, uh, I'll be a fan of a vehicle and driving back and not <laughs> taking a green line. Uh... Some bad news this morning. Uh, two people died in an early morning house fire in East Springfield, according to Springfield Fire Captain Drew Pimonte. 
There are two confirmed fatalities in the fire that happened at 126 East Street. Additional details about the victims were not immediately available. A dog was also killed in the fire. It was reported around 2.30 a.m. at the two-story family home not far from the Chicopee City line. The Springfield Arson and Bomb Squad is investigating the cause of the fire. Uh, A driver struck a utility pole in East Forest Park this morning. Uh, 22 News crew, they saw stuff. You want to know what they saw? What do you see? We saw a sheared pole. It was only supported by the wires. It was like 1 o'clock in the morning. It was crazy. Then that sign for the PVATA bus stop, that was knocked down too. How are people supposed to get on the bus in the morning? Good question. No official word on injuries at this time, as Springfield Police Captain Richard LaBelle told uh, 22 News that uh, officers have been unable to locate the driver, which usually means the driver fled the scene. Usually that's what it means. Uh, Mass State Police say one person was killed in a single car crash on the Mass Turnpike in Russell this morning. The right lane of the westbound side is closed. Traffic is now flowing uh, through that area, so it's not blocked off anymore. No additional information was immediately uh, available. Uh, we'll bring you updates on that if we uh, if we get them. Um, let's see. Developers unveiled preliminary plans to build a Tesla dealership and service center on Burnett Road in Chicopee. They hope to receive approval on their special permit to build, but instead faced criticism from local leaders and neighbors at Wednesday's zoning committee meeting. Chicopee zoning committee members and the public raised several concerns about the dealership's construction, and the committee decided to postpone the vote until a later date. We're here to seek a special permit under that Section 275-66A. This is for the development of an electric car dealership and service center on Burnett Road, said Todd Broder, the applicant's attorney. Western Mass News first learned about the Scanelli property's interest in the seven-acre space on Burnett Road several weeks ago. Wednesday's meeting shed light into the developer's plan for the property, including conceptual p- plans for a 50,000-square-foot Tesla dealership and service center. According to the applicant's traffic study, the dealership would only increase traffic in the area between mm. 1.1 and 1.5%. 1.5%. You know, I don't see why anybody would have a problem with it. Because some in the crowd say they think that number will be more significant. As it stands now, we have bumper-to-bumper traffic, said a Chicopee resident. City councilors also raised questions on the proposed number of parking spaces. 400 spaces is a lot, said uh, City Councilor Derek Dobos. If there's only 35 employees at any given time, 400 parking spaces sounds a bit excessive. I would recommend restricting the size of this parcel. It's a dealership. They have cars. That's what they need the parking spaces for. Yeah. You know, I uh, not for nothing, but I have never in my life seen a line around the block to get into a car dealership of any kind. Yeah, I don't know. They're talking Burnett Road. I I don't know where exactly it's being proposed. I'm guessing it's right off the pike. Okay. Probably right at the end. And sure. yeah, traffic does get heavy there at times, but... But it's not gonna. It's not gonna get to a you know, like a standstill simply because a Tesla dealership popped up. Uh, the Chickabee uh, committee also had concerns with the practicality of the property's proposed entry and exit points. They will readdress their follow-up questions with applicants during an upcoming meeting uh, set to take place on April nineteenth. You know, I uh, speaking of like driving around places. Yeah, this it just it reminded me of of this. In um, I I drove through Williamsburg yesterday on purpose. Yes. Unfortunately, but I went to I went through Williamsburg yesterday, and Williamsburg seems to have they they have a Dunkin' Donuts there, right? Really? But it's not just like the way it's designed on the outside. Is it's like uh, 
blends in with the scenery. Do you know what I'm saying? Like the building is. Yes. It's got. It looks like an old timey building, even though it's a brand new building. It's just got that facade on it that's dark. It's not bright and orange like you would see a Duncan or you know whatever. Sure. And uh, I don't understand why we don't do more of that around here. When you like when I when I go to Hilton Head Island, everything down there is hidden. Like you really can't. There's no businesses really on the side of the roads when you're going down there. It's very like uh, they're they're very high yeah. on the environmental thing there. Yeah. But even like the Walmart down there, it's just a sign. It's a brown sign that says Walmart, like pointing this way, and then you drive through this but almost you, like a. But you can't area. actually see the eyesore of the Walmart you, from the road, right? And, and and the other reason being is they've made those businesses conform to hey you have to make you have to camouflage it in the trees because we don't want anybody like we don't want it protruding uh, for the scenery it's not a bad idea i guess but uh you know if you're uh if you want to find out where things are it's like a it's like a wild goose chase yeah but everybody has gps now you can search up anything i, I mean think about uh, driving down riverdale street in west springfield you start, you know, from the Riverdale shops, and you look down the line, and yeah. you can see all the signs popping up left and And I right. got no problem with that. It tells me where everything is. So I've used GPS to find things before, and it shows you where the building is. It doesn't always show you where you go to get in. I'm just saying maybe uh, they can make it look a little nicer. Don't you maybe. Think? I just don't see lines around the block so that uh, people can buy a $149,000 Tesla. Is that how much they are? Well, if it's you're talking like the Model S, it's a hundred, hundred and four to one hundred and forty nine thousand dollars, depending on how many yeah, features you get into but it. But there's a lot of people who have these things. That uh, the cheapest one can't be. Yeah, well, the 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 Tesla Model Three uh, could cost you as least uh, as, as little as uh, forty six nine. Okay, that's more in line with what cars would be. Yeah, but if you're going to be buying the uh, the Tesla Model Three, you're going to be kicking yourself in the pants that I should have gotten the model uh, the Model X. Or the Model S. I couldn't afford that. Well, maybe you couldn't afford that, but can you afford not to? That's my that's my question. Look who I'm talking to. I got a guy here who doesn't even want to take the green line into Boston. Oh, will you stop it? I actually could use a driver. I'll pay a driver to drive me into Boston this morning and then uh, then just come back and pick me up. You need an Uber. No, like a, a, oh, a, I need, like like, a real, like, like a, a livery. Local, like a local guy around here, like, like a Goober. <laughs> you know, <laughs> no. I believe that uh, would be the name of his customer. What if I? What if I paid somebody uh, a crisp, a crisp ten dollar bill? <whistles> yeah, hard to say no to that. You see this guy looking at you, this Mister Jackson here. Hmm. 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 Or is it Alexander Hamilton? That's a that's a Hamilton. Oh, uh, there's a Hamilton. You're, you're gonna waste twenty. Yeah, you're gonna waste, waste twenty, 20 bucks, bucks on something like that. I can't remember which president's on which bill. Well, Hamilton wasn't even a president. Yeah. Uh, I, uh, James K. Polk is on the dollar, right? <laughs> oh, I don't believe so. You don't think so? No. Massachusetts Governor Maura Hilly signed uh, HB 58 to extend cocktails to go for a year, supporting local businesses and customers. Cocktails to go have become a regular part of takeout dining in Massachusetts, and consumers and businesses have become accustomed to this convenient option. That's according to Andy Delani, a senior vice president and head of public policy at Discus. We applaud Governor Haley for signing legislation to ensure local business and consumers have at least one more year to offer cocktails to go. As uh, since we're talking about cocktails, does it amuse you when I say biggest discus? 
You know, he had a wife, you know. <laughs> Incontinental. Incontinental buttocks. That's still one of the funniest things that's ever been set to film. <laughs> Them trying not to laugh. Yeah. Does it amuse you, Centurion? When I say the name, Biggest Discus. <laughs> not discus though no, no well, we're, we're no. trying to clean things up here oh clean things up you want to clean things up how about some ramen for breakfast sure there's nothing quite like the traditional american breakfast egg sausage pancakes and maple syrup but who has time to sit down and enjoy an entire breakfast spread in these busy times that's exactly what the ramen noodle experts at cup noodles want to address with a new product launched wednesday breakfast ramen Yep, the company that founded uh, by the inventor of Instant Ramen is looking to shake up the culinary world again with its new East Meets West entry into the breakfast game. The new Cup of Noodles breakfast will feature the same tangle and chew of the Instant Ramen that you know and love with the introduction of American breakfast flavors you grew up with. The uh, noodles uh, blend the aforementioned flavors of pancakes, maple syrup, sausage and eggs, and a saucy noodle cup that is served in the company's iconic packaging and ready to eat in four minutes. There's something about yeah, the know, water and the idea, because it's broth that's in there, and yeah. I don't want my eggs watery. I don't want my sausage watery. I don't uh, I don't know. I guess maybe sausage, like, in a soup is okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, it would be kind of like a, uh, like a freeze-dried egg drop soup. Yeah, that's kind of gross. Yeah, I'm not sure, sure I'm into that. Uh, we know our products are a go-to meal any time of the day, said Priscilla Stanton, Senior Vice President of Marketing of Nissen Foods. By adding cup noodle breakfast to our lineup, we are truly feeding cravings around the clock, morning, noon, night, or late night. You mean you're feeding poor people and uh, college students, which are one yes. and the same thing. Yeah, but there, there are a lot of uh, people that uh, you know, don't that just take out the noodles. They leave the flavor pack, Yeah, and they create great dishes just using the noodles. Yeah. Like fresh vegetables and meats and stuff like that. And it's delicious. One time when I was uh, by myself, when I went to Vegas by myself, mm-hmm. I was in a hotel room stoned out of my mind. Yeah. I went down to the uh, hotel lobby and bought one of those ramen. It was like a spicy ramen, like a big bowl. Yeah. Oh, man. Good stuff. It was the best ramen I ever had. Or was it? <laughs> I'll never really know. It tasted good at the time. Yeah. I uh, I was uh, was in Vegas once uh, with a couple of friends and uh, we ordered a lobster in Vegas. Now, I don't know if you are aware of this, but there are no oceans anywhere close to the state of Nevada. Yeah, what was that like tw- tw- twenty eight hundred bucks for a lobster? Uh, it was a five pound lobster that uh, these guys wanted to split. Now I told them these guys were not from like New England or a ocean side uh, place and they they like oh let's get the five the five to six pound lobster how great is that i'm like dude i don't think you want to do that that's going to be a big mistake you want you, the small ones with the sweet you want the small ones not yeah. the big ones and and uh you know they asked how much it was going to be and uh they thought they heard the waiter say nine dollars a pound well it wasn't it was like thirty dollars a pound it was like a three hundred dollar oh, lobster God. and uh i became terribly ill with food poisoning as a result of eating that six-pound uh, lobster see? in the middle of a desert. Well, uh, don't they have uh, the lobster fishermen at uh, uh, Lake Mead? <laughs> Isn't there? Yeah, I, I believe there's lobster traps at the bottom of the yeah. Hoover Dam. Right, right, right. Yeah, right <laughs> at the end of Lake Mead right there. That's where you get your stuff. Uh, isn't the Gorton's fishermen? 
Yeah, I believe he's the guy in the gondola yeah. at the Venetian. Yeah, is it? Yeah, right. <laughs> Your Pioneer Valley forecast today going to be sunny with a high of 42 and uh, windy with a wind chill of like 21. Tomorrow, rain with a high of 48. It's 31 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Oh, yeah. Ah, uh, there's nothing like Sunday bright. <laughs> Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock, 854, and Motley Crue with Max and Nagel on Rock 102. Going to be uh, nice and sunny today and uh, and warm with a high of 42 and a wind chill of 21. <laughs> like we did it going to Boston for a Red Sox game. Now, why couldn't, why couldn't this have been yesterday? It was like, uh, like what, what, almost 60 degrees? Uh, yesterday was really nice. I was out doing yard work and stuff like that, and, uh, you know, it just, uh, I, I don't know. I can't... Uh, control mother nature no i know you can't yeah. but uh she's got her own mindset and that's why she's such a vindictive shrew when she wants to be that's why today you're gonna be freezing your ass off at fenway you know what it's gonna be okay it's gonna be a good day I don't know. everyone's got their own opinion about uh how you should get in how I'm, you should get out and i'm not taking your advice because every time i've taken your advice i've been completely wrong you've been wrong or yeah. i've been wrong you you've been wrong and, and you were and you were wrong and to and take and my and advice. Then, and then whenever I take your uh, take you to task on the advice, you find a way to not take any blame for telling me what to do. Well, I, but I'm not the only one who told you to take the green light in. No, I know because, you're because not, it's a good plan. I know you're not the only one, but there are plenty of people who's just said, you know what, just uh, bite the bullet and drive in. Well, that's why. You, and you're going to blame me. Blame all those other people. Yeah, I'm going to blame the people that agree with you, and you and the people that agree with you. I don't know. I, I don't. I don't know why. I mean, I just think that uh, you know, taking the Riverside and the Green Line all the way into uh, to Fenway or Kenmore, you're all set. Don't we have uh, tickets to give away or something? Well, I don't want to argue is, with you all day long about this train versus car thing. Well, we do live comedy coming to uh, the Agawam Cinemas on April 15th. Two shows, seven and nine o'clock, with uh, Stephen Michael Kazada. He is uh, Gobi. From Breaking Bad, you know, one of the DEA yeah. agents. Uh, yeah. you know, things didn't end real well yeah. for him. I never show. saw the show, but oh, I'll, I'll take your word for it. Great show. Or, or should I? No, that's a real good show. You yeah. should definitely take my word for it. Okay. Uh, listen all week for your chance to win. Get your tickets to these uh, these shows. you got to be over 21 in order to go. Livecomedy.ticketleap.com is where to get the tickets. We have a pair to give away right now. 10th caller at 293-1021. Comedy at the Agawam Cinemas. On the April fifteenth, you know it's gonna be, uh, you know it's gonna be real comedy. No, if I take the Green Line and uh, get stuck in Boston all day because I took your advice. Well, no, I mean it would be stupid if you say like, you know, you took it from Boston College. It's a little bit out of the way, but Riverside makes sense, man. It makes sense. I'm gonna drive uh, to Maine and then take the train back. What, what, are you, what are you, what are you, an idiot? What do you think? That, that wouldn't take that long, would it? Well, you don't want to do that. You you you, you bypass uh, Fenway altogether. Well, yeah, but you can come back. Oh, I see what you're trying to it's, do. It just takes. Yeah, you're you're, tr- you're trying to uh, you're trying to project one level of inconvenience yeah. onto another right, level of inconvenience. Right, that's exactly what I'm doing. Thereby ignoring yeah. the fact that what I'm actually giving you is true convenience. You're not giving me any of that. I'm giving you everything. I'm I'm, I'm pouring my heart out to you. All right. You know what? Uh, I don't get to go to Fenway Park very often, uh, nor do I really want to. But yep. uh, but but uh, I'm. I'll take two trips, okay? I'll take one trip now to Fenway Park, and in the distant future, it could be ten years from now. We'll yep. try it the other way, and yeah. we'll see who's right. Yeah, and then ten years from now, you say, "Man, I should have listened to him. Should have yeah. taken the green line in from Riverside all the way into Fenway or Kenmore. Well, I would have been there in no time." It's been known to happen. 
It's 8.58 on Rock 102.